Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price, Timbuktu, the man in the middle that we all love. Happy to be back. We had a week off. Kyle and I went to the Blink-182 concert last week. Fucking amazing. Um, Great concert, honestly. They always put on a good show. That Wednesday was much needed because I did wake up with no voice. I was exhausted, but that's what Blink-182 does. It was a great time. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in and watching with us here. We are live from Studio 2. Kyle and Tim, how are we doing today, boys? Oh, my alien's green, and it's going to be moving all night. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's amazing. I'm phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) I actually like that a lot. (laughs) Um, Yeah, great to have you guys here. We're ready to rock and roll. We are live. Let's do it. Um, I want to start the show off with officially announcing that my curse is over. I did not mention Jim Brown in our previous episode. He died. I had nothing to do with it. So I am no longer the Cleveland legend killer because this had nothing to do. This doesn't get you off the hook. My hands are clean of the Jim Brown death. I I think I might have heard you mention Tina Turner last week, though. I I mentioned her every day. So that was a given. Hey, she was 83. She had a great run. Same with Jim Brown. She had a, a long illness. Is that what she died from? Yeah, I mean, being 83, you just kind of, that's just what you do. There's she's, not really, many, she's rolling down that river now, for sure. There's not much else to do when you're 80, in your 80s. You rolling, just kind of, every day you wake rolling. up and survive, everyone's like, oh, all right. Two feet on the ground is a good day. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Jim Brown passed away, the the most iconic domestic Cleveland Brown abuser. of all time. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Arguably, <laughs> no, there's been other better better domestic abusers <laughs> since him. Um, running backs, of all things, too. Go figure, Ray Rice. <laughs> I would say he's a little more infamous. Well, I mean, Ray Rice didn't throw someone out a window. Just punch her in the elevator. It's yeah, okay. but they didn't have cameras back then, so Jim Brown's kind of – it's just hearsay at this oh, point. Oh, I see. Did he no, do it? He didn't do it. More Got than it. likely 100% yes. Will we ever see it? No. The Ray Rice video, though, will live on forever. Well, Ray Rice is, it doesn't have a, a statue for him outside of a stadium. and they're... Not yet. I wouldn't put it <laughs> past Baltimore. They've given one to a murderer. Why wouldn't they give one to Ray Rice? Um but yeah, Jim Brown did pass away at like, I think, what was he, 89 or something? He was old, I something. forgot. Yeah, he was definitely old. I can't actually see the, the is Ray, date. Is Ray Lewis really a murderer? Fuck yeah, he is, dude. Are you kidding me? Do you? Oh have, my God, is he a murderer? Do you have something that says he wasn't a murderer? I mean... I mean, he did burn all of his evidence, so he's like got that going he for him. I would have did it, he would have wrote a book about it. I, I mean, I'm sure it's coming. It's probably going to be released after he dies. Yeah, it's going to be called If I Did It. Part two. The sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, what's going on, man? Thanks for tuning in. It's going to be just a continuation series. Uh, OJ started off with the first one. It's just going to be a, Ray Rice has the second sequence. Every ex NFL player that allegedly committed a murder will just write a book about that alleged murder. And I look forward to reading it. I mean, I love it. Uh, I'll never forget the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen uh, skit where he was pretending to be like some foreign guy and he was interviewing or hanging out with OJ. <laughs> And he's telling his girlfriend or wife, and he's like, oh, you know, O.J. Simpson. And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, football, this and that. And she's like, I don't know. And he goes, eh, eh, eh. And then she's like, O.J. And then he's just <laughs> sitting there, and he's like, oh, all right, I guess she knows me from that. And he, even he's, like, laughing about it. It's so – if you ever get a chance, look it up. Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, and Nicole Brown's family loves OJ. that part. 
it was so fucking funny. He just kept going, oh, oh, like stabbing. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know him. So it was really funny if you ever get a chance. White Bronco. Actually, you know, the anniversary. Fun fun fact, the anniversary of the White Bronco chase was last Wednesday. Was it really? Or Thursday, actually. I, yeah. I don't have, like, any memory of it because when it happened, I was like, it was like, what, 94, I think? Yeah. I remember watching it on TV. I was, was pretty five much years it. old, so that was... For me, I, I don't I don't remember that. Kyle was just getting home from college. And it, was, I was, it was a long day at work, actually. I was five years old. No, I mean, I have somewhat of a memory. I remember, like, getting out of work and, like, hearing adults talking or getting out of school, I mean, <clears> and hearing adults talking about it. But I was like, well, I didn't give a fuck. That, 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 that chase and then the trial that was on TV the entire, yeah. like, I remember watching both of those things. I mean, I will say the uh, the documentary that FX did, uh, The People versus Oh, with John OJ Travolta, with John Travolta in it? Yeah, that was yeah. phenomenal. That was yeah, really it was well great. done. Well I, done. I knew about the OJ case. I just didn't actually, like, I wasn't. I didn't know it when it was all happening. Like the it was the biggest story in America. And I think that was the last time Cuba Cooding Jr. had an acting job too. Yes, yeah, so. before he got canceled. Um, for Cuba, 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 Cuba. I don't know how you say Cuba. It. Uh, how about never working again? Uh, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Um, but so yeah, yeah, Jim Brown passed peace. away. Uh, you know, it, it is bittersweet because he does come with a lot of baggage, and I made a note of that. Um, checkered past is what I put. He clearly is. To most, the greatest football player of all time, um, which is a, it, it's a it's a weird thing to talk about because it's it's the same as which we'll talk about tonight. I'm sure LeBron and Michael. You got Jim Brown. You could throw any other great football player up there, but it's like an era thing. Jim Brown was great, but he was playing against a lot of bums. Yes. But I also think Jim Brown would have been good against better players. He was just a physical freak. Same thing with LeBron. A lot of people are like LeBron would suck in the 90s era. And I think LeBron would be fucking amazing. He's a he's a freak athlete. I think those guys are just if you're a good athlete, you're a good athlete. I don't I don't think it matters which era you're in. I mean, um, just I mean, it really. But I mean, it is an era thing for sure. Be back then. They weren't they weren't the same guys hitting as hard as they were now. Or right. They weren't playing the same kind of defenses. Right. I mean, yes. I mean, I, I would he have been competitive in today's day and age. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, but of that time and that era, what he brought to the game. I don't I mean, know off was, the field. He was literally the most dominant. off the field. I mean, he was probably the most polarizing figure at that time. No right? question about it. He was. See, that's the thing a lot of people like, which is funny to me that, uh, you know, not to bring keep bringing LeBron into it, but you have Jim Brown, who was known for being a big social rights activist. Yeah. Um, which which was great. I fully support all that. I, I mean, I'm glad I wasn't around back then because it sounds like a horrible time. To, it's, it's not that great right now to be in America. But back yeah, then, back then, it was fucking really bad. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't there. But like to know that these athletes, black athletes were were so upfront and honest and they were speaking out back then when you didn't have a platform like social media they like even back then there was still segregation and extreme racism where the fact that they were able to get airtime to speak their voice is is amazing it truly is it's it's yeah. it i think it it helped get to where we are today with how athletes have a voice and they have an opinion and I've, I've never understood the people that hate LeBron for speaking out, but they loved, you know, Cleveland fans, especially they hate LeBron. And I've seen people say it in comments. They're like, I hate him. He's a racist and he, you know, doesn't speak up for this and blah, blah, blah. But then they love Jim Brown. And it's like, okay, so Jim Brown and LeBron are kind of, they have the same stance. They're both off the field. Obviously LeBron's past and history is off the field is way better. There's really not a blemish on his legacy. I mean, Jim Brown never had, was never owned by China, but it's fine. You know, it's right. True. But, I mean, I'm sure he would have been if they offered back then. The dude was making like $100 a week probably in the NFL. I mean, he he is one athlete at the time, top of his game, who said, I'm, I'm done. I'm going I'm going to go, to go to Hollywood. I'm going to play. Yeah, he retired. After, I think he only played, what, 10 years in the yeah, NFL? I mean, he retired early. He was I one mean, of the greatest players of all time, and he, he retired early because, yeah, he wanted to go be in movies. 
I mean, just watching his old footage, though, like highlights of like him running through, dragging three or four guys with him. Oh, it's incredible. Breaking the... free, running down the field. And it's always funny watching those old movies because it looks like they're running slow as fucking yeah. shit because of how the movies are they're spliced together. And the size and speed that he had was just, it was next level. People, yeah. people weren't built like that back no, then. No, no. Um, so, yeah, rest in peace, Jim Brown. You know, he's got a statue. I'm curious now, do you think, I, I know the Browns will honor him. I'm sure they'll do. Probably you know, a patch this year. A 32 patch or 32 yeah. on the helmet. They'll do something on the field with a 32 logo, do they whatever. they retired 32? They should. The thing, though, that I've heard, and this is where I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Do you think the NFL does anything more than just a little tribute? I don't know. I mean, it's it's not like a Jackie Robinson thing, like, you know, 42. No. So I don't know but, if they'll I mean, go look that at far. The NBA, Bill Russell died. They had a six on every court. Sure. They, they honored him throughout the entire year. Jim Brown is a bigger figure than Bill Russell, in my opinion, in sports. Sure. I think Bill Russell is not a household name. Jim Brown is a household name. Both fantastic players brought multiple championships to their teams. So I think Jim Brown is a huge blow to the NFL. So are you asking, do you think that the NFL, will the NFL mandate each home stadium to have like a 32 opening, like their opening? Will they or won't they because of his checkered past? Yeah, I think the checkered pass is going to throw some caution in the way. I think they'll let the Browns do whatever the fuck they want to. Yeah, no, the Browns for sure. Jimmy Haslam already came out and said, we're going to honor But Jim I don't Brown. think the NFL is going to meddle. But do and, you think they should? I mean, maybe. I mean, does he deserve to be honored? Yes. Do I think that before every game that they should, before every home season, like the first game of the season, should there be like a montage to Jim Brown? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I think that there's the teams are they going to do something special in their uniforms or helmets? Probably not. I think what they should – I agree with you. We were speaking about the, the the retiring number 32. Yeah, the Browns. I think it is – isn't it retired with, with the Browns? They have the ring of honor. I'm Does that sure. mean the jersey number is retired? I don't know retired? if it is or not. I can't think of who's the 32 on their team right now. I don't, I don't know anybody is. Because I know they, like, they have the ring of honor and they have like Josh Cribbs, Joe Thomas, but I don't think they're retiring because there's so many players in, in football. It's hard to retire numbers in football because you have a – Could you imagine if they did what they did in baseball and every player wears 32 one game? That would be awesome. That would be <laughs> that really would cool. That would be really confusing for the announcers, but I would love it. Um, but it would be hard to retire in any number in football because you have a 53-man roster. You're already kind of limited on numbers. More than half your number is already taken up. Uh, up the Browns number. No other Browns player has worn his legendary number 32 since his retirement. Um, selected as nine blah, blah, blah. It doesn't say it's retired. Okay, so just the Browns don't let people wear it, basically. It just says, oh, sorry, retired numbers. Yeah, Autogram 14, Jim Brown 32, Ernie Davis 45, and Don Fleming 46. So there's a lot of numbers retired. The list keeps going on. Um, but yeah, so for the Browns, no. So the Browns, it's only 14, Autogram 32, Jim Brown 45, Ernie Davis, Don Fleming 46, and Lou uh, Groza 76. That's the only player numbers retired hmm. for the Browns. I have to imagine Joe Thomas will get retired. They need to retire I would number 73. So, yeah. Dude's going to be, dude's the first ballot Hall of Famer. They need to retire number 73, in sure. my opinion. Nobody else should ever wear it. Um, but again, it is hard because you have 53 men on a roster. And then even in training camp, you have like 90 guys. You can only retire so many numbers. You know what team, fun fact, since we're in here, trivia time, what team has the most retired numbers? Uh, Probably Pittsburgh or the Cowboys. I'd have to go. I'm just thinking of like two teams at the most or the Packers. I'm just thinking of like the winningest franchises. So Pittsburgh only has four, uh, three. Okay. The Giants have the most. Really? The one, New York two, Giants? three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen numbers retired. Oh my God. That's that's too many. Yeah. Way, way too many. I mean, they have they obviously have Strahan's, Taylor, Ken yeah, Strong. I can't think of any. But I mean, I can go through the entire thing here, but I mean, I don't want to bore anybody. But yeah, they have. You said Lawrence Taylor? Yeah, so they have. Okay, I'll go through it. Strahan, Taylor, Ken Strong, 
Charlie Connolly, uh, Joe Morrison, Al Blazis from 1942 season. Loved him. Big Frank, fan. Had him in <laughs> Frank Gifford, L, um, L.A. Tittle, Ward Cuff, Phil Sims, Eli Manning's retired, uh, Mel Hine, Tuffy Lemons, Ray Flanner, Doug Adkins, and that's it. So we have 14. That is way too many. Yep, that's that's it's ridiculous. Insane. It's insane. And like um, half those guys, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they're historically amazing, but I haven't heard of most of them. No. You know, I mean, has, obviously it's because I've only been alive for 34 years, but still. The least, the team that has the least numbers uh, retired? Let me go with the Houston Texans. They probably have none, I would think. Hey, actually, they don't have none. You're right. Yeah. But actually, <laughs> if, after that, it's a Jaguars. They only have one. Okay. Who is it? Mark Burnell? <laughs> no, it's actually Tony Bos- Boselli. Tony Boselli. Boselli, okay. yeah. Yeah, number 71. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That's crazy. He's a great offensive lineman. Crazy. 14 numbers. That's too many. That's ridiculous. That's like you're just giving them away. You would think like San Francisco had them or like you said, Pittsburgh. But Like at this rate, like, okay, they made the playoffs last year. Daniel Jones had a good season. Are they just going to retire his jersey now? Like, has he already made the criteria to get his jersey retired? San Francisco has 12. They have one less than the Giants. And that's a super, I mean, don't get me saying New York's got a bunch of championships too. I don't even know their history in the years before, but um, that's too many. They should limit that. Yeah, but if they're, gonna, if they're going to retire that many and the NFL is going to allow that, then yeah, they should make 32 permanently uh, retired. There is no universal number retired though. It needs to be Jim Brown. Jim Brown should be the first. I, I, I stand by that. So unlike Major League Baseball, which retired Jackie Robinson's 42, the NHL has 99 retired for Wayne Gretzky yeah, across the board. One. And basketball has Bill Russell's. I think once LeBron retires, 23 will be retired universally for him and Jordan. Yeah. I think they'll do that. Um, and then, yeah, they they did. You said Bill Russell? Bill Russell's for... So Le- LeBron will be the last guy to wear yeah, six. Bill, well, Bill Russell's the only know. Bill Russell's the only one that's, that's officially retired across the league. I think LeBron was the last one to wear six. Um, Jackie Robinson 42 and then 99 for hockey, but there's no universal number retired across the NFL. Okay. Do you know the, uh, little trivia for you? The last major league baseball player to wear 42. Mm. Oh yeah. Mario Rivera. Yeah, that was an easy one. That was a layup. <laughs> That's why I did it. It's the only one I knew off the top of my head. All right. Uh, yeah. So rest in peace, Jim Brown. Um, huge blow for Cleveland. A lot of people immediately were like, well, oh, the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl Now this yeah. is for Jim Brown. And I mean, that's just ridiculous. It took Jim. I mean, Look at Will Brennan the other day. Not to not to get on the Guardians too early, but he hit a bird, killed it uh, in the infield. He hit a base hit, and it directly hit off a bird. Bird's dead. Next day, first at bat, home run. Sacrifices have to be made. So maybe oh, Jim Brown had to go. Okay. And now we're back to killing people. Nick on Gilbert show. went after the Cavs got eliminated. <laughs> Next year, you're the Cavs. You heard it here first. Dan Gilbert has to go first for us to win. All right, I if, see what we're doing so here. So now, I'm, are you a part of Illuminati is my question. If this works, yes. If this happens, yes. It's, if, like, it's like Joe Boo in Major League, man. You got to sacrifice a chicken. We'll know first, obviously, if the Browns win the Super Bowl and then the Cavs win the championship next year. So, that, so, that, sorry, so if that's the sorry, case. Sorry, Jim Tomey, but here's looking at you or whoever. I don't even know. I'm thinking of some Indian <laughs> legends. I'll, I'll sacrifice Albert Bell first. Yeah, um, it's got to be better than that. So... If that's the case, then we look back. If they do win the Super Bowl next year, it was all Jim Brown's fault then because he stayed he alive. Was the this curse. Long. He was the curse. He retired. Then they made the Super Bowl. And after he retired, we stopped winning championships. It's definitely that was him, it. Man. It was Jim Brown's fault. Heard here first, folks. Super Bowl, Super Browns. So now let's get to the new topic. Are we glad Jim Brown is dead? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. RIP to him. Again, a, a Browns legend. Everybody in the world knows Jim Brown for the most part, even non-sports fans. That's why I think he's a, a much more polarizing figure than a Bill Russell or you know, obviously Jackie Robinson was a, is a household name sure. still to this day, I think. Um, 
but yeah, RIP to Jim Brown. Um, speaking of the Browns, let's let's talk a little bit more. There was some news, some transactions happened two days after our last show. I was actually sitting at the Lake Erie Crushers game, and boom, phone goes crazy. Browns made a trade. Zadarius Smith is now a Cleveland Brown, uh, multiple time Pro Bowler. Still very good uh, last year for you nerds out there. Analytically speaking, he was a top seven uh, pass rush win rate percentage guy. So the Browns now have three top seven win rate win rate rush percentage uh, players on the defensive line. And that is the new guy we signed, Obi Joby, whatever his name is from Houston, obviously Miles Garrett, and then Zadarius Smith. So Great trade, analytically speaking. This is a home run for Andrew Barry. We He's got to like be ecstatic. Fifth round picks. We gave up a fifth and a sixth. And got back to... And we got back... Um, no, I'm sorry. A 2024 and a 2025 fifth round pick. Two okay. fifths. And then we got back Smith, a sixth, and a seventh. I mean, that's a pretty... It's a steal. A wash right there, yeah. And it's a one-year deal. Basically, he's got one year left on his contract, so it's kind of a prove-it thing. You hope, obviously, that he's going to stay healthy, which he has done relatively well. Hope so. Last um, year, he was a little iffy because he was and then definitely hurt last year. You hope that he's going to come here, play really well, and then you you lock him up to keep him. Yeah, That's the, obviously, ideal goal. I'm pumped because the off defense we're running here is a defense they ran in Green Bay when he had 15 and 14 sacks. He's a beast, and he can play on the inside. He can play on the outside. He's very versatile. I think he's going to be huge for Jim Schwartz. I love it because this is another guy to help with miles Garrett. I, I, it irritates me, but I understand that he's human. When I watch Brown's games, I would see miles Garrett come out of the game. It's like third down or, you know, second down and long, you know, they're probably passing. And I see Garrett come out of the game and I'm like, fuck, I understand though. I would, I would accept it. He's on the sideline, hands on his hips. He's huffing and puffing. He's holding his breath. They can tell he's out of breath. Yeah. And I'm like, it irritates me because you're a pro athlete, not being, I, I'm not saying he's not in shape. I'm sure it's, exhausting being a professional football player and getting double teamed like he does. It's got to take the wind out of you and just really exhaust the guy. Um, so knowing we have a guy like Zadarius Smith who can now come in for him yeah. and Obi Joby, whatever his name is, I can't even fucking pronounce it. It's Obanaya, whatever. It's a nightmare. Um, the rookie. No, the one from Houston. Oh, the one we signed from Houston. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we did draft a couple guys last year, some defensive ends. We drafted some defensive ends this year. Filled so up the middle. Depth. Filled up the middle this we year. Filled up plug of the middle big time, uh, especially in free agency. So, the, the defensive line has bodies, obviously. Stay healthy. That's the most important part. But we have people to come in and guys that are like defenses still have to be prepared for instead of last year where you have this half-assed version of Jadavian Clowney coming in or you have uh, Isaiah Thomas coming in, a seventh-round rookie. Like That's not putting fear in any defense or offensive lineman when it's not Miles Garrett. They're probably right. looking at that going – Thank God I get to take this playoff because it's not Miles Garrett across from me. It was funny because I listened to his interview today. They was on 92.3 The Fan. I saw, yeah, they had him and Stefanski, everybody yeah, from they OTAs. Were, he was just excited because, you know, he wants to, you know, put his hand in the dirt. He wants to come play in that 4-3 sure. defense. He wants to get off the ball, you know, like he did in the past where he was very successful at it. So he's pumped. He's excited. I'm, I'm pumped for it. I, I'm just trying to not get excited for this season. Like every time we we get like these things in place, we get these players signed, locked in. You start getting that like, oh shit! Like you start overanalyzing these damn passes that are happening in OTAs. You're like, oh my god, he missed. So he missed more in the corner today. And of course, you look at responses on Twitter like, oh, this is horrible. He can't catch balls. It's like Jesus Christ. Here we go. I will say that I am eerily calm. I am very calm about yeah. the season starting. I'm not going in with high expectations. Sure. I'm not going in with low expectations. I'm going in with. Let's see how this goes, because I'm at the point now where 
we traded for Deshaun Watson. They are all in. This this front office and this coaching staff is all in on Deshaun Watson. If this fails, the players don't get fired. The coaches and the front office does. That means if if we only win eight games this year and you know even seven whatever god forbid we we miss the playoffs it's a shit year everyone's getting canned stefanski's gone andrew barry's gone etc if this works like it should then this is great this is the future this is what they did it for this is why everyone's andrew barry's young kevin stefanski's young deshaun watson's young they're they're going to be building this team for years to come um but yeah, OTAs, nothing for me. I'm not getting excited about anything. For yeah. me, it's I'm watching it. I'm watching the clips. There are some nice passes. I saw some good passes from Deshaun Watson in practice over some defenders perfectly thrown. And I'm like, okay, that's good. I like that. But it's not something I'm going to like retweet and be like, oh my God, a practice throw. Like a, to me, that's like getting pumped up for an NBA player, like hitting some threes in practice. Like, right. you're really that excited? He's doing what he's supposed to do. Right. Let no, me I'm, see it in a game. I I, I think I, I agree with you in the expectation level. It's it's just funny sitting back watching other people go through the same motions. It's like rinse, wash, and repeat every season for a Browns fan. Yeah. At least looking out like the inside, outside in, it's like the OTAs happen. Now everyone overanalyzes every single thing that happens, even though not even more than half our team is there right now doing yeah. OTAs. And then they start overanalyzing these video clips you see online and stuff, passes, drop passes, overthrown passes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just what like you that. do. Like, I'm not by any stretch comparing the seeds. I'm not guaranteeing. Um, um, throw Sorry, Dave, that was me. I meant to make a basket. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not going to compare it and, and, and predict right now, you know, playoffs and playoff wins, which should happen. Sure. They should happen. But to me, I'm going into this season the same way I went into the 2020 season. When the 2019 season started before it started, you and I were so fucking excited. Like, I, I truly thought the Browns were going to be the, great uh, Was that, that year. the, we went live and just yes, called out the... Yes, it was. And that's when we got our ass handed to us first against week against Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. And... Never forget that year. Freddie Kitchens, baby. I went in so excited for that season. Yeah. I truly thought we had it. This we had was Baker, everything. We had the answer. We're, we're good to go. And then, reality set in. So then the 2020 season, I went in. Obviously, it was during COVID, so everything was all fucked up. But I kind of went in like... I don't know what to expect. We got Kevin Stefanski. I know at the time I wasn't like, he wasn't my top choice. Yeah. So I was like, well, let's see what happens. You know, let's see what this guy can do. Boom. They're really good. They make the playoffs. And I'm like, okay, I like this team. Then you go into the next year. I had low expectations for that year because I understood who Baker Mayfield was. And mm -hmm. I know like I argued with people all the time about it. Yeah. That first game against Kansas city, the opening week, I told everybody, I'm like, he threw that fucking interception. I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield. That's just who he is. He's not a franchise changing quarterback. He's good. And I had to spend that entire season just telling people that Baker stunk and he went out there and stunk. And Bruce, Arian, behold, Bruce Arians said he's the best quarterback that came out of this draft class. Well, that's why Bruce Arians <laughs> is kind of half retired midseason last year. I mean, it's funny because he meant it as a compliment, but in reality, he basically just said that Baker's no good, no better than what six quarterbacks that were in the draft class that came out. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, it wasn't a very strong class. No. Like, and it was like one of the weaker quarterback the one thing classes. Baker has going for him. He's taller than Bryce young. So he's got that going for I him. I mean, that's good. Which have you seen any footage of Bryce young at, at practice? No, I've, oh, I've only seen the video, the photo of him wearing his actual uniform. He and truly, it. and I'm not even trying to be funny. He looks like a, like a make a wish kid. Like they let him go out there. They're like, Hey, little guy, why don't you just take a couple snaps behind center? He looks like a child. I'm not even kidding. Is John Cena in the corner doing he, his, like, a millionth Make-A-Wish Foundation? So small. It's fucking ridiculous. The dude's going to get murdered out there by Wasted NFL. the first-round pick? They must know something. No. I mean, how many wasted first-round picks yeah. have other teams made? Cleveland especially Browns. Cleveland. Um, but, yeah, so OTAs are underway here in Cleveland. I, I don't care about footage. I don't care about – like, there was, a, there was a clip today that um, 
that went around. It was it was Deshaun Watson to Elijah Mitchell. That's what or Elijah Moore. Moore that's what I was just talking about. The one in the corner. And it was just a lob ball. Yeah. And the camera doesn't show any defenders, so I don't even know if it was like a there was no window. He just lobbed the ball to an open guy at practice. I don't need to see that clip for me. That doesn't yeah. do anything for me. I understand that that's just a practice throw. Like that means nothing. Um, but you need talking points. Right. But I feel like they could get a better fucking clip than that. Uh, but my takeaway for OTAs is just stay healthy. That's it. Stay what, all this really healthy. is is just team building. It's a continuation of, sure. what, it's, it's, of what he started down in Puerto Rico. It's, it's just implementing getting the offense. It's getting these young rookies and the new new players. It's all getting them up to speed with the coaches, with the field. Um, being in a new city is probably a tough thing. So it's yeah. like getting acclimated to everything in, in Berea and Cleveland. Uh, and then playing at a little faster speed with your team with coaches because going down to where were they at puerto rico yeah um deshaun took the offense down to puerto rico last week or whatever and with that like they're doing some drills on sand and i'm sure they're you know I'm, i was thinking torn acls like that was my worry or, or achilles or something but even then you know those guys aren't in the, which they shouldn't either they shouldn't be going full speed no, they're, they're not just... gonna go to a practice field and like play a full scrimmage so being in cleveland with coaches with the playbook with you know Stefanski watching you to be like, no, that's fucking wrong. Or Jim Schwartz telling the defense like, no, 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 this is what we're doing. It's it's so important and valuable for the amount of new faces we have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Puerto Rico is just everyone getting toasted every night, hanging out. And it, drinking, it's, it, it is. It's team building. It's, and, and we'll do a little workout, workout during the day. Yeah. Then after that, it's time for some umbrella drinks and some sushi. Yeah, right. Or, you know, whatever. I don't know, whatever, Rico, whatever, what whatever, whatever they get into down there. I just assume down at a resort they're eating sushi, I would think. I would, I would look for sushi. Is that, would, is that what you would look for? Sushi? 100%. Me and Tim, dude. I, Tim's a big sushi guy. Big sushi guy. Fucking loves sushi. I did not know you were a big sushi guy, Tim. We've talked about it before. I mean, I'm a Tim big guy anyway. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's... Tim's a big everything. <laughs> um, Hey, Lisa. But yeah, so the Browns OTAs are underway. Again, just stay healthy. That's all I ask. That's all I can hope for. It's all I need. Please yeah, just no stay injuries. healthy. No injuries. Rogers got hurt. Yeah, he did. And I uh, immediately... See, the, the running joke for my friends group... Yeah is anytime a player gets even a little banged up, like it could be the, minor, the most minor thing, we'll text each other and just be like, season ender, that does not look good. So we were doing that yesterday. What with, was his injury? Just uh, an ankle tort? So it's Eight. actually kind of an ironic, a funny story. I read about it today. There was an article that said his entire 15 years or whatever in Green Bay, he never worked out with like weights or anything like that on the field during practice. Did it with the Jets first time. Hurt his calf. Immediately had a calf strain. <laughs> so <laughs> we joked and we're like, ooh, season under for Rodgers. He can't walk. That He's done. May, I, I, I didn't see the details. I just saw that Rodgers walks off. To, uh, you know, I mean, that's something that if you don't let that heal, that's a that's going to linger. That's a strained calf. Yeah. Now, Alan Lazard, on the other hand, he got hurt. He left the field. So it's the same thing. We text. We're like, season under for Lazard. Turned out he just got hit in the balls. So he'll be fine. <laughs> but for our running joke, we immediately were like, season under for him. You got to wrap, uh, wrap him in bubble wrap so he makes it to the season. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. I, I, I don't know. I just I can't get excited for that Jets team. A, because they can go fuck themselves. And B, just because like you just took most of the Green Bay players where it didn't work out last year and threw them onto this new young team with no offensive line. I mean, that has to be a joke somewhere where Rogers' entire bitch was give me new players to play with, and then he and then he just took them all to a new city. Yeah, yeah, I don't. It doesn't don't make any it. sense. Um, but hey, more power to him. I look forward every Jets loss. I'm going to be mercilessly ridiculing my the, friends. The other thing wait. too, though, is like you don't know what the team is. Like, I, I want to think they're going to be decent. Like they have to be decent, right? I mean, their defense was really roster, good last they year. They have to be decent. However. I've seen years where the Browns defense looks really good. And then the next year they shit the bed entirely. So yeah. for me, I look at it as 
every year isn't going to be the same. Just because Sauce Gardner was rookie of the year last year defensively, could t- could next year could get smoked like yeah, a pack of cheap cigarettes. Same thing, Quinn and Williams. Quinn and Williams really wants a new contract. It's they're fighting right now. Does he hold out? I would love that. That'd be hilarious. He's a good young player, but he wants a contract. Yeah. And then you've got um, that's about it on their defense that I can even think of. Their that's, safeties kind of stink. Their linebackers. I mean, stink. overall, though, as a team, they play well together. Yeah, those, they, those are the all stars. They drafted though. like a twenty-five-year-old yeah. old McDonald who I can't stop making fun of. So did you say old McDonald? Yeah, Will McDonald. I call okay. him old McDonald because he's like he honestly is like twenty-four. I think he'll be twenty-four or twenty-five before the season starts. Which for a rookie, that's kind of old. But he could jump over a car. Tim, so what, what Chipper say? Chipper wants to play golf with JG. He's the next Michael. Black, black. Oh, uh, we got. To, I'll talk about him at the end of this show. Is that somebody from this weekend? Yeah, it's the, it's the okay. big story. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is, Chipper. I'm not gonna lie to you. So I think you spelled his name wrong, though, Chip. There's about four golfers you could name that I would actually know. I know that Rory McIlroy. I know Tiger. I know Phil, and then I don't remember his name, but the guy that won the Master this year, um, whatever his name was, or whatever the big tournament was on Easter. What was that guy's name? Jim something maybe. Jim, I don't know. I don't remember his name. The guy that won the the, the big the big tournament. The on one Easter who just Sunday. won this weekend was Brooks Kepka. I've heard of him, I think, but I would have never. I would have actually thought maybe he's a tennis player. <laughs> oh, up, John John Rom. John Rom. That's it. I thought Jim. Whatever. Okay, so him. That name I would know if you said it. I would go. Okay, that's the golf guy. Yeah, that's about it. That's where I kind of. I and mean, I'll talk more about it later. But just watching, seeing these guys live in person. I, you, I want to like. I could break that guy over my my. Oh, leg. they're tiny. They're, they're so small, tiny. Man. Like, I mean, Roy was big. Roy's a tall guy. Like, he's Is he's he? a beast. John Rom, big dude. He's, he's yeah. a Spaniard, but like Victor Hovland, like the guy who's in second place at the end of the, he's like this tall. Who and, was the Indian golfer years ago? Does he still golf? Indian. Oh, um, you talking about um, Singh VJ Singh? Yeah, he's in a senior tour now. He's okay. Like okay, he's old. I remember his name from back in the yeah. day. Okay, so I know a few golfers. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're catching up on the golf. Now you got the the golf fever now, Justin. No, there's a couple things that I hate. Uh, when I was getting ready to leave, I threw on just a t-shirt and, and shorts. And Tara was like, "You might have to wear a collared shirt." There's rules with no, golf there's and this not. and that. I was there's like, not. "What?" Spe- where'd you go, Little Matt? Yeah, Little there's, Matt. There's no there. There were t-shirt. no rules. So, but but the day I walk into a course trying to wear like something like this, I wear black t-shirts. That's pretty much it. I'm a simple dude. And they're like, "Sorry, you gotta wear that." Yeah. Oh, that's where I'm. Fucking there's out. no course. I don't think you'll go play because you have to be. Probably paying a pretty penny for it. Yeah, that I'm ever going to say you wear a collar shirt. Good. Hey, you're fine. You're fine. Any place with a with a dress code. If you want to go full George, Joe Dirt and just wear like a fucking like ripped off jeans and like a, a t shirt, I go wouldn't go it. that far. I'm not going to make it like hillbilly PGA, but I will. <laughs> I do want to just be able to wear a fucking t shirt and shorts. So like, I have I to want. know, like, because your biggest gripe was you know you didn't have clubs. Where'd you get clubs from? I have clubs. Oh, I didn't know you had clubs. I have clubs. They're just from when I was in seventh grade. I think I got them. So you need taller clubs. <laughs> but I was I was tall then too. So they're like a full adult set. It's okay. just I don't have custom ones for being. I'm six foot four, so got I it. do need custom clubs. Um, but they work fine. What was your best part of your game? Um, driving, chipping, putting, mid level shots, hitting straight. That's my best. The best thing I could do off the tee too. Everything I did, I like. I didn't lose one ball. Oh, just go fuck yourself. I. Uh, <laughs> That's the biggest challenge that I have. A lot he, of our golfers. He's really, he's really, really good. He just doesn't like it. Yeah, I might be. That's that's the issue. Like, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, you're like, hitting it straight. That's great. I mean, that's the sometimes issue with golfers is that they have slices, they have hooks. Where I mean, I had a couple that like went out into the rough. Like, I'm not saying every hit was on the fairway, but <laughs> this is such a. That's, I did I mean that's a cocky thing to say. Is like, what's your big uh, hitting it straight all the time? I mean, I will. That's the only thing I did really well. Like <laughs> some of my drives, I would like fucking dribble it. Nothing was like some of them I would crush. Some of them I would dribble. Like they yeah. they, they weren't consistent. But the one thing I did is again, Tara told me like. 
bring a lot of balls. She, she even recommended bring some old balls, like because I bought a new box of uh, <laughs> Tara's speaking from experience. I brought a box of uh, noodle noodle yeah, balls. Yeah, those are shitty balls. Yeah. So it said basically they were like, get these if you're a beginner. So I was like, all right, they're cheap. I always I think it's funny the noodle long and soft. Obviously, yeah. like I'm into toilet humor, <laughs> so I was like, that's for me. So I bought a box of the noodle balls and. I grabbed like three sleeves of them or whatever it's called. And Tara was like, grab some of the old ones in this bucket we have in our garage. She's like, grab some of those. And I'm like, why? She's like, because you never know if there's a hole that like with water or something like that. You're like, you, you don't want to lose them. You know, you don't want to lose a ball on a tough hole. And I'm like, all right, I guess. So I brought some shitty ones and I finished. I didn't lose one ball at all. I, wow. I used all noodles and never. Wow, even came humble, close. humble brag. She hit a ball here. into the woods. I'm sure she, she got did. lucky as fuck. It hit a tree to the left and shot over to the right in the rough. Cause she was like, where'd my ball go? And I'm like, it's right over there. She's like, no, that's impossible. It went over here. I'm like, I watched it, it fall. Yeah. I'm like, it's right there. And she drove over and was like, how the fuck did it get over to here? Yeah. That's the biggest gripe. I mean, it's just, we, the course I played Thursday, we were going to the PJ no, Friday up and down hills, but shit ton of trees, like narrow yeah. entrance way going out. So like, I mean, I would, that's why I picked little Matt because everyone recommended it. Cause they were like, it's wide open. Yeah. It's, it's straightforward. Most of the courses are like par three, par four. Yeah. They're very short. Um, but yeah, honestly, I, I hit the ball decently um my my short game's terrible i'm not good with irons i lift my head when i swing too often so you topped I, the ball i topped yeah. it a ton yeah, dude yeah. like i was so i think a lot of it though was because i was with that couple as i mentioned earlier they they put us with another couple because it was so crowded how'd they shoot the guy was okay he was inconsistent like he'd have like a great drive and then he would fucking whiff one and his wife was awful like everything she did looked like a grounder to short like she looked like a <laughs> baseball player and everything she hit just dribbled, which again, you know, more power to her. So eventually they started off. We were all just trying to play our own ball and she was doing so poorly that they just started playing off his ball. Oh, scramble rules then. Okay. Yeah. But Tara and I didn't do that. We played our own ball the entire time. Well, no, she, you two are competitive assholes. So I'm sure you're probably like, hmm. And I started off terribly. I won't lie. Like my first few holes, I got like a nine. At one point I, I just picked up. I had a 10. I mean, yeah. it was, it was, I, my ball went way over the fucking green. I crushed it on accident. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm out. I'm like, give me a 10. It's, um, it's the uh it's that's the thing that the hardest part when i of me it was learning was just the the um being kind of like soft around the greens and like being like very yeah. like consistent and kind of being i gotta like, work we were, we were actually chipping in our backyard yesterday um i need to work on getting some loft. you were ch practicing golf now too yeah in our backyard i like We've this been to driving Just, i like this like justin i am like uh, kyle was dead on when he said i'm a competitive asshole i that is me to a t i to the point now where it's like, all right, if I'm going to golf, I, I need to be good. So, okay. Now if I ever roll my own head, I can never lose to you in golf. Yeah. If you do, <laughs> that's what Tara said yesterday to me. She was like, I was, I was bitching about it. I'm like, I'm like, man, this kind of sucks. Cause like we have a couple, uh, our, my friend, Josh and Maria, you've met at our, mm -hmm. our live show. They want to go to the driving range next week. So we're going to Mr. Divots next week with them. And I looked at her, I'm like, how's Josh? And she's like, he's okay. She's like, I think he golfs like fairly regularly, like not often, but yeah. like, you know, he, he knows how to golf is all she said. And I'm like, I just don't want to go with people that are like really good. I'm like, that's going to irritate me because mm -hmm. she's like, well, if you would have fucking started when I asked you to 15 years ago, she's like, you'd probably <laughs> be pretty good right now. <laughs> Instead, I waited till I'm 34 and everyone else has been golfing for 20 years, basically. So it's okay. Welcome to the game. Now. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a golfer now. <laughs> yeah. I bought we'll do I bought more golf club. segments on this show. Now I did kind of, I was white trash on, uh, at little met i did i didn't have my glove it didn't show up in time i bought it from amazon a oh, you, glove. You, went, you went to full uh barehanded on there no no i used a louisville slugger batting glove for <laughs> baseball so i used the batting hey, glove honestly anything that gives you grip it on worked. your left hand it's fine. it worked because we went to the driving range last sunday on mother's day and i had some blisters and shit because i was bare i was no gloves i was vladimir guerrero in it and um so yeah i used the louisville slugger it worked out fine but now i have a callaway i have an official glove 
Did you get I, golf shoes yet? No, I was actually looking on eBay because they're not cheap, and I'm not fully committed to golf yet to where I'm going to spend like a hundred bucks. Don't on get shoes. the spiked ones. Get the uh, get the soft like plat bottom ones. Well, I actually found a pair of used ones where this guy was like only wore them like once or twice, and they were fourteen, uh, New Balance brand, mm -hmm. and they're right now the bid was like a dollar last I looked. So, are you really going? new cheap 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 I yeah okay. well i'm gonna get these just for now and then i'll get a better pair later but i feel like sense. for now just get something if i can get them for that cheap because let's see the price yeah, they're still at 99 cents with 11 shipping so that's a little steep um but there's only one bid so i might go for those it ends in an hour 35 minutes I so it's like gonna this. end right when our show ends I so i'll like keep you all this. posted if i get these but yeah i'm a i'm a golfer now I told, I told Jess that we're gonna have to go out and golfing. And uh, I told Tara, she's like, she's all in. She's like, she, Jess isn't great. She honestly, the knowing that they sometimes team you up with people, I would, I would be okay with doing that as a foursome. Yeah, if they're gonna stick me with two random people. Well, I thought there's, it would just be me and Tara. We'd go out there. I even got a late tea time because I thought two thirty in the afternoon, everyone's gonna go in the morning. Yeah. So we get there, and the guy's just like, "Oh, hey, are you Justin?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Thanks for being on time." He's like, "You're gonna go with them here." And Tara looks at me right away and is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I don't know. I that didn't really know does that happening. doesn't happen often. Yeah, I had no idea. There's a there is a uh, course in North Olmsted we'll have to plan, but there's a course in North Olmsted. It's right across from Springvale. It's like a par three course, mm -hmm. but it has par fours on there too. But it's a shorter course, so it's really meant for people who just to get do practice in basically. You okay, know, hit your irons, hit some of your drives, hit some short shots, but not feel rushed because it's it's Which, really that's what I want. It's yeah. not like a busy course. Good, 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 good. So. I also heard there's one in uh, right behind Crocker Park, Meadowwood. I think it's called. People were telling me at work that that's, oh yeah metal yeah. That that's never busy. They're like you no. can go there and it's never busy. So I was like no. that's I want to go to some early that that are not busy so I could take my time. Excuse me. If I fuck up, I can be like, all right, let me mulligan that. Let me try that again. Yeah. I don't want to be like, all right, I fucked that swing up. Got to go find the ball. Let's go. Yeah. Like I want to yeah. be able to be like, let me hit two. Nope. Let's see Absolutely. what happens. Call call those breakfast balls. Yeah. So I I, I had Perfect. a decent time. I had a decent time. It's only gonna you're gonna get the you're gonna get the fever. You gotta go practice. I gotta get better at this. Honestly, my first three holes, I think I went nine, ten, nine, mm -hmm. and then it was fine after that. But those first three holes, I literally the one where the one where I got the ten, I looked at Terry and I'm like, I'm not loving golf right now. I'm like, this is not I'm not not a fan. <laughs> and then I calmed down. I started hitting better. And honestly, I hit a couple uh, fours and uh, fives and sixes and shit. So that was all right. I'll take that. Greyhawk. Where's that at, Mike? You got to give me be more specific. He's not ready for Greyhawk, Mike. Calm down. Is he being sarcastic yes. then? Yes. Okay. Greyhawk's a hard course. See, I, I've never heard of any of these. So this is all new to me. Greyhawk's like putting on glass. It's and it's very Ooh. undulated. Like it's up and down on your putting green. And, and the yeah, course I wasn't good at putting at little. The, cor Matt, the court. So. It's, the course itself is uh, um, a lot of bendies, a lot of up okay. and down. So yeah, he's not ready. Mike's being facetious. I gotcha. I could see that for Mike. That's kind of what I expected when I saw it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm a golfer. I'm, I'm my short game sucks. I'm not good at putting. Um, chipping needs work. I need to get loft on the ball. So we'll get there. I don't know. Chip's pretty cool. No, fuck, mm. fuck chipper. I like potato <laughs> chips. That's the only chips I like. Uh, no, I, Chipper's all excited now that I'm a golfer. I think he really wants to go. I can't believe it. I can't believe he didn't even wait like a week to actually do it. Hey, hey, I already got invited to be in a tournament. I just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to do a tournament with everybody because it was weird for me watching. Me and the lady's husband were teeing off from the normal tees. He was probably, you know, fifties, whatever. Tara and her, obviously, from the women's tees. And then if I go with Chipper, I'm gonna have to wait for him to get to the senior tees. And I just don't have that kind of time. He I keeps know. asking every time if he can go from the senior tees because he's he over 60. So he should already be parked there. And his little, I, I assume he has a chauffeur his age. They has somebody driving his golf cart for him. <laughs> well, he, I, I try to be the driver from Ryan. He shouldn't him, yeah. have a license at this point in his life and his <sighs> age. Um, but yeah, no, golfing wasn't bad. I, I don't mind doing it kind of for fun. We'll see how it gets. I'll, I'll end up becoming way more competitive and it's gonna get ugly.
but we'll see how it goes. That could be that could be something on the show we do, like a Kyle versus Justin down the road here. Yeah, we could eventually do like a talking about balls golf outing or something like yeah, that. Like absolutely. that's something in the future now that I golf. Except it's going to be all your fucking guys that golf all the time, and I'm going to be the worst <laughs> one there every week. So we'll see. It'd be fun. We will. We'll figure that out one day. Um. All right. Another thing I want to talk about with the NFL, they announced some official rule changes. We have a new updated. Is that the uh, the show schedule? Do it to it. Let's go into Let's it. See, we got some new shows. Are they actually on here? Thank you, Dave. That's all it takes. Is it just takes when you get the the two headed monster, the smartest people in the management team here at Redline Radio to show up. This shit gets done. Lisa and Dave are here for thirty seconds, and boom. We already got show schedules, and they're updated. They're accurate. We're getting new sponsor sheets that are going to be updated and accurate. The paper's still warm over there. I think. You know how long I've waited for this? It's been Honestly, it's been months. I've been writing my own show schedule because it changes every once in a while, and it's not updated on there. It's all fucking out of order. It's all messed up. There were shows that were on for weeks that didn't even have a spot up there yet. You've got some that you can't even read from where you're sitting. This paper... You know, the more I look everything. at that, it looks like someone who kidnaps people and leaves ransom notes. Put it. Together. Yeah, it's like chopped up. Like, leave the money in the tree at State Road Park if you ever want to see your dog again. And you're like, oh, and, shit. and like dog spelled wrong. Yeah, dog is like D A W G, even though they're not Browns fans. But let's be honest. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. We got this new show schedule. All Why right. don't I just tell you all tell about me, it? Tell me some new shows we got here, Justin. Well, let's just start with the newest show at Redline Radio that's actually we we lead in. And I've been watching for the last couple of weeks now. Raunchy. It's dirty. It's Tim likes it. He did dude, it's Tim a good likes it it's entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. It's a it's a fun show. It is super fun. Um because the topics that's the funny thing about it is she'll she'll be like, all right, so uh when's what's the what's the most public place you ever sucked a dick? And like they ask like super personal questions and then all of a sudden she'll just be like and why'd you get into comedy? Like then it turns personal after that. Like it just goes from zero to a hundred so fast. I love it. They're like there's no rhyme or reason. I that's what I, I love about it. Honestly, you don't know what you're gonna hear. It's all it's off the wall. Tim, and that I think is, of course, Tim, he's asking you when's the uh, most public place you suck the dick, Tim. He's gonna answer that at nine thirty tonight. You're gonna hear that from nine thirty to eleven thirty on what's up in the two one six. That is coming on right after us, and that's not only on Wednesday nights. You can find that, and that's with a lead in from talking about balls from seven to nine. Um, Cleveland's finest is also scheduled for Wednesdays. I know Rob has been busy as shit lately. He's opened up the new restaurant, had a baby, get mm-hmm. his band back together. Life just gets in the way. I totally understand. So we'd like to see Cleveland's finest back very soon. Um, when they're back, you can catch them from four to six, but for the time being, your Wednesday shows are talking about balls, the best show at Redline radio, regardless of the made up numbers that come out every month that sometimes don't come out every month. And then you get excuses that tell you why those numbers aren't coming out, but whatever we roll with the punches here and what's up in the two one six from nine 30 to 11 30 every Wednesday night. Fantastic show. Um, and that leads us into Thursdays. Thursdays, the culture gets started with that guy dub from three to four. You could check him out. He is always bringing in some good guests. Um, he, Every week, a couple of weeks when he first started, he was remote. He was in the truck. He, he did he did admit the other day that he's no longer going to be doing the truck. He likes being stationary. I was watching him on uh, Unscripted, actually, with Dave, and he said that. He's like, it's better when you're actually doing it in a station stationary. More concentration, yeah. yeah. It's a little easier. Better audio, better everything. Um, but you can check out <clears> that guy, <throat> Dub, from 3 to 4 every Thursday afternoon. And then after him, also for the culture, we got the Lex Vegas show from 7 to 8. Tim Buck, too, is, of course, the producer behind that. Those guys together put on such a good show, a funny show. 
Same thing with Lex. Lex gets great guests. Some of his shows get off the rails too sometimes. And he, he some gets, of those topics. He he kind of it feels like he 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 gave well, what's up in the two one six a little bit of talking points it, 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 every once in a while I think because it can get very raunchy and I love it. The dirtier the better. You guys know that. Um, speaking of dirty, from five to seven on RedlineRadioLLC.com exclusively, you can check out. Tim's asleep at the wheel over there. You can check out a certain show called. There we go. I didn't hear. <laughs> and then Broad Street South from 8 to 9. They are always on on Thursdays talking all things sports as well. Fridays, you've got our man, the myth, the legend, the king of Jumanji math, Grape. The Grapevine from 6 to 8 on Fridays. Um, he's been busy. He's been doing so much lately. Uh, I, I wish I could make more of his stuff, but he has so many events going on all the time. I feel like it's every night of the week he's got something going on. Um He's doing comedy shows. He's in TV shows. He's doing it all. That's our man, Grape. And then from 8 to 10, exclusively from Studio 2, you can check out. And you don't want to miss that because, you know, that's just our, arguably probably our favorite show here. Talking about balls, I would say, collectively. No, I don't do want to speak. How, on... do you, how do you spell his name again? Oh, oh. shit. Yeah, that's how oh, you spell it. Oh, it. oh okay. he didn't beep that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, all seriousness, yeah, check that out from 8 to 10. You don't want to miss that. And then you wake up nice and early, which I guess 10 o'clock isn't that early. But yeah, you can get up kind at 10 of. o'clock. Depends on the night you had before. Unscripted from 10 to 12. You got Dave. You got sometimes Adam. But you never know who's going to be with Dave. Um, I know, like I said, he had dub last week. Uh, I'm going to be on there, I think, in July. We got to set that date up. I think I can make that. That should work. Uh, I like to read right off the board. Dave's standing right in front of it. I will look at the paper now. I... <laughs> you got Fourth and 15 from two to four on Saturdays. You've got too much information from six to eight TMI. You've got comedy and cocktails with Jen Jen to end your Saturday night from 830 to 930. Who doesn't like ending their Saturday with a cocktail? I know I do. Speaking of cocks and tails, you've got Steel City running lates from 10 a.m. to 12 at Studio Two when the season starts. That was a good work. That was got, a good work in there. You've got Loud and Local from 7:30 to 9:30. That's always a good show. Talking music, talking everything. Jeff's Jeff's an interesting dude. I'll tell you that. He's he's fun to listen to. He's he's got a lot to say and he is not afraid to say it. To so check that out, Mondays. That's our bye week here at Redline it's Radio. Mondays. We got nothing. It's 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 rest day. It's it day is. It's their day of rest. It's, it's our definitely Sabbath. a day of rest. It's Jesus our Sabbath. Christ. I mean, <laughs> I'm so tired. I can only imagine. Tim Tim's on so many different shows here. You got to give him credit. Speaking of Tim, Tim Buck Tuesdays. What a perfect lead in that was. You could check him out every Tuesday from six. You're to working eight. a lot of these lead ins pretty well tonight, aren't I'm you? I'm good at my job. On Tuesdays from six to eight, you've got Tim Buck too. Last night talking about fighting. He just does it all, man. He's out there. He's a lover, but he's also a fighter. If shit gets rowdy, he's not afraid to tussle. You know, he'll teach you Jack Johnson. Kim, Kim, Kimbo Slice over there. He really is. Timbo Slice. Timbo Slice. See you, Lisa. Bye, Lisa. Pleasure as always. And you've got Live and Local with Gary Wenner from 6 to 10, spinning the tunes in Broad Street South. Hi, Dave. See you, Dave. Broad Street South on Tuesday nights, also from 8 to 9, talking about most things Philadelphia sports, because that's, for some reason, Angel's favorite city. Hated it when I was there, if I'm being He's honest. not had a good year, has he? No. That's the funny thing is Philadelphia, they, I, I joked about that when we were talking about the Eastern Conference playoffs. Um if the Sixers went to the finals and lost, that would have been all three major sports. A Philly team made it to the championship and, and fucking blew lost. it. So that's 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 Cleveland-esque. So I would feel bad, but at the same time, I would know what it feels like. So sorry, but not sorry. Now we have our official sponsors. We are here. We just said goodbye to the lovely Lisa, who Growing Wings Adult Services Studio 2 would not be here without her. She it is the official sponsor. 
State of the Arts Studio 2 is Growing Wings Adult Services. Growing Wings Adult Services has over seven years of experience taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, call Lisa at 234-334-7547. Tell her talking about balls sent you. We love you, Lisa. Now, I'm sure you obviously we know the lovely Bush beer, not not a sponsor. Do you need one of these? No, okay. I got it on my computer. Oh, okay. I just took a picture of it myself. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Be smart Look at sometimes. that. Technologically um, advanced. So Bush Beer released its peach beer. But if you want more than just nice, lovely peach beer that we're hiding the logo because we can't show it on our show. Um, when you have Andre the Giant hands, you can't see the logo. True. That's a good Very thing. True. It looks like I'm holding like a little mini beer. If you want more options of beer, you know where you want to go? You want to go to Mike's Beer Bar. They're located across the street from PNC Park in that horrible city known as Pittsburgh. Mike's Beer Bar and formerly Beerhead Bar is a premier craft beer destination in Pittsburgh with 80 rotating taps they probably don't clean them over 500 beers for sure you can find the perfect beer for any occasion stop in today if you ever get a chance take a piss across the street come back and drink some more and make sure to tell your friends meet me at mike's if you're looking for a bar where you can sit there and you can finger your cousin without anybody giving you the side eye that's mike's beer bar in pittsburgh you can go there and that has nothing to do with the facility the place is great the establishment's awesome i'm just mean i mean the clientele the people that go there are you limited to just fingering your cousin I mean, if you're sitting at the bar, you want to be, that's considered respectful in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. You just slip a digit down a crack while you're sitting there having you your beer. S- do you smell it afterwards? Do you smell it after? Does the Pope shit in the woods with a kid after he molests him? Absolutely. You know he does. You Jesus know it. That's a Christ, yes. he's on a roll tonight. What's up, Steve? Uh, fucking delicious, honestly. It's really good, dude. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, but I don't know what that means, BL. We don't, we don't know that. It's not an official sponsor of anything. This is nothing. We're not doing anything here. Hopefully they have this at our next sponsor. You could check them out. Lucy's Pub. Um, they are located on Broadview Road. Uh, it's all out of order now. Here we go. 2218 Broadview Road, Cleveland, Ohio, United States, 44109. You got the whole rundown if you need to go on Google Maps, even though it should just look up Lucy's Pub. You'll find it. Michelle and the staff at Lucy's are always committed to giving their guests the best experience. Join them every Friday night for karaoke and, of course, all your hometown sports games. Contact them today at 216-675-0013. Um, make sure you go and support them. Give them some of your business. They actually, unfortunately, did get robbed a couple nights ago. Um, I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not see that. You didn't see that, Tim? Yeah, Michelle posted it on Facebook. Uh, Somebody crowbarred their back door open, and they have some cameras in there, but the guys had their faces covered up, but they stole a bunch of money and liquor bottles and stuff like that. So, yeah, they got broken into the other night. So, uh, if you can, I I think they're they're remaining open during this. I'm not entirely sure they haven't made any follow-up posts, but... Uh, if they are, make sure you go and support them. Give them some business. They could definitely need it right now. They could definitely use it right now. Uh, in this time of need, there's a good old JG Burp. Wow. But hopefully one day they're serving Bush Light Peach. That would be phenomenal. I know uh, I know one band that's going to be there that's going to help maybe bring some business in for them if they haven't already been there yet. But it's uh, Bad Juju, the official sponsor, radio sponsor, band sponsor of Redline Radio. Uh, they're covering all your favorites from 80s to 90s, which is before Justin's era over here. To book them today, Pretty give much. Chad Moon a call at 440-458-0209. Um, again, haven't seen them live or heard them via Facebook, heard music on, on YouTube. They sound great. I will check them out at some point this summer though. Speak of the devil, as Kyle was saying, I do have a flyer right here. Uh, that is for bad juju at Lucy's pub. That's going to be August 11th. You can check that out. They are going to be live at Lucy's pub at 2218 Broadview road. Uh, we'll Tickets we'll are, yeah, I unfortunately will be away for a bachelor party that weekend. Um, so I will be there with you all in spirit, but the tickets in advance are $12, $15 at the door. Uh, opening for them is Chris Biggin, the country star that's been on Unscripted multiple times. He's opening for Bad Juju. So you get a multiple show, uh, multiple artist night. It's not just Bad Juju. So you get a full concert. So go check that out at Lucy's Redline Radio LLC. Proudly presents that show. Again, that's August 11th, 2023 at Lucy's Pub. 
check it out. Uh, reach out to anybody from Redline, me, whoever, and we'll we'll set you guys up with how to get tickets and do all that fun stuff. So if we ever get the official sponsorship from Bush, from Peach, from whatever, I know one company that can make us some amazing T-shirts that we can wear on the show. Who's that? Uh, Incredible Keepsakes, of course. They do T-shirts, they do cups, binders, keychains, you name it. Incredible Keepsakes can make and customize it for you. They're the official merchandise pot provider from Redline Radio LLC and our show host. I just saw some hats that Dave was walking out of here with, some fitted hats that look like they were made by them. Look, look amazing. Uh, give them a call today at 440-242-9648. Uh, go to their website at www.incrediblekeepsakes.com. And as Diane would say, cherished moments are made to last forever. That it is. And that was ads, everybody. Ad read. Now, let's get back to the show. <clears throat> and as I was saying earlier, before we got into ads and all that jazz, NFL rule changes, NFL rule changes have officially wah, taken wah. place. Um, we'll go over the the three big ones here and we'll talk about them with you guys. I want your guys' opinion in it as well in the comments. If you're watching, let me know what you think. First one, we'll get this one right out of the way. The three quarterback rule. They're allowing you to have an extra quarterback to dress in case your first two quarterbacks get hurt. Um, However, there are some weird stipulations. It cannot be a practice squad player. He has to be on your roster. Uh, he cannot enter the game in any special packages or anything like that. The other quarterbacks have to be hurt. So immediately, this just shows you how dumb. Hey, Tim, we haven't seen it in a while. How dumb Browns fans are. Here we go. I saw Browns fans the other day when this rule popped up, immediately bitching about Kevin Stefanski because their worry was that uh, uh, the rookie we drafted, Dorian uh, Thomas, whatever, he's yep. got three fucking yep. names, whatever his name is. I don't remember um, the kid from UCLA that we drafted the quarterback. Somebody in the comments, give me his name. I don't feel like Googling it, but you know who I'm talking about. Yes. That um, guy. A lot of people immediately were like, well, oh, great. Here come the fourth down packages for him. Just like we did with Brissett, blah, blah, blah. I have reason to believe Joshua Dobbs will be our backup quarterback this season. And that's are, it. Are you sure? Unless injuries happen, of course, but I would think, I would think Josh Dobbs will be our number two. It's not going to be Kellen Mond and it's not going to be DTR. So Dorian Thompson Robinson. I, I let's go with that. My phone's not connecting to the internet right now. So that fucking it's because of our ad read because of the goddamn beeps we did because of a spectrum employee. Possibly here it comes. I, I shouldn't have said that. Oh shit. It just, no, I'm just Dorian Thompson Robinson is the name. Go. There you go. I spoke, oh. I spoke out of school there. That's going to get me yelled at by the principal tomorrow. I know that's coming. Yeah, that one's going to be a big one, Tim. But you know what? I I take it like a man. I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's Dorian Thompson Robinson is the quarterback that immediately Browns fans were like, that's going to be uh, that's, that's going to be a fourth, oh. a fourth down package. You like those that burps was, on air? That, was, nice, that, right? that felt good. A fourth down package, but it's not a thing. They can't do it. It's not possible. If we do do a fourth down package, it would be for Dobbs, whoever the backup quarterback is. I, I should say. I'm a fan of that rule. Yeah, I like it a lot because they basically look at what happened to the San Francisco 49ers and they one one person away from the water boy coming off the bench. Yeah, they, they were fucked. I mean, they lost Brock Purdy immediately. Who then, was their emergency quarterback for that game? If uh, uh I think it was Christian well, McCaffrey, was, honestly. Oh, I actually was looking forward to seeing that. So that, that, that would have been interesting. That was the joke from um Ian Rappaport. He tweeted the other day when that rule got approved, and he was like well, our dream of Christian McCaffrey ever playing quarterback is now dead or something like that. But it's like, I mean, sorry, Ian, but three quarterbacks was it, was, could get hurt. Was Jarvis our emergency quarterback at one point? Yeah, he was our third quarterback, technically, in, in case it happened. I, that way back I, in the day, I, used to I, be would trust, I would trust him to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, I mean, he had a better arm than Baker Mayfield. We talked about that all the time. I meant that. 
I was not joking when I used to say that. So that that rule I'm a fan of. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, the next rule, which could potentially cost people a lot of jobs, and and this was one that immediately when it when it got approved, um, somebody tweeted out. They said this could actually cost uh, uh, Jeremy uh, uh, Jakeem Grant his job. Yep. Our our special teams guy. The kick return rule. Now the new fair catch touchback rule. You get it at the twenty five on on punts and kickoffs. I've got a whole different idea about this one now. Okay, here we go. Here I'll, I'll listen. So. How many people are going to just not call a fair catch now? Because they they don't want the give up the ability to potentially make a play. Are they just going to sit there in the pocket and say, I'm not going to call a fair catch. I'm going to catch this thing and try to run with it. It'll depend on where the ball goes. So the other thing, too, that I think is going to happen is you're going to see teams. Kickers are no longer going to be guaranteed kicking the ball out of the end zone. Kick kick uh, touchbacks out of the end zone I don't think will be as prominent. I think, if anything, they're going to teach the, the kickers. Um, try to Try to pooch it a little bit. Try to make them catch it at the 10 yard line because in their head, they're going to think, oh shit, I could run this one. Yep. And you hope your team can get down there yep. fast enough to stop it. Now, if they they can still fair catch from the 10, and I believe that would still be considered a touchback, which means they'll bring it up to the 25. And it would be at the 25 if they fair catch. However, a lot of guys might see that and go, oh shit, I'm at the 10 yard line already. I can get to the 25 easily. Yep. And they're going to catch it and run. I mean, I've seen guys take the ball out of the back. Um, yeah, Steve said it best. I would squib every fucking kickoff. And that's exactly what I think teams might do. They're gonna squib. They're gonna do things that you you have to return the ball now. Yep. So no, I, I I get it, and I I'm just wondering how many ego driven players are gonna be like, especially in punts, not yeah. just kicks, punts are gonna be like, nah, I'm not gonna fair catch this because I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna well, I'm gonna break this off. Well, with the punt, it's uh it's only if you if the ball's a touchback. Right. No, I'm saying, but if they're within, if they're still on the field though, like if the ball's going to the five and it's getting kicked to them, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking they might not try to fair catch it and just try to go with it. They might, but that's one of those things where the coaching staff will literally tell the guy, if you return that ever again, you're <laughs> fucking cut. Like, that's it. That's a one one, one and done deal. Uh, I'm sure there will be because I've seen it before. The The rule in the NFL typically is if you are inside the 10-yard line, you don't return that ball. Yeah. You don't even try to catch it. You, sure. try to, you let it bounce out of the end zone. If it goes out of bounds, takes a weird bounce, it is what it is. Kudos to the punter for a great kick, but you don't return that. Yeah. A lot of guys do that, and you see them. How often do, do punt returns actually go well? It's fucking rare in the NFL. So do you think punt returns are going to be a thing of the past? Just, I mean, punting it down there? No, then... not punt returns because punters are really gifted to where they can corner kick and they can do things where yeah. the ball's still going to be in play. So the guy's got to return it. Because again, if you fair catch a punt, you get the ball wherever you fair caught it. You don't automatically get it at the 25. Um, so how long are we until we just start every game in a 25-yard line then? Depends on what the teams do. Um, honestly, like Steve said, if teams start squibbing it, which I think would be a fun idea, that's going to, A, you're going to make it harder for guys to catch it because footballs are are that weird oblong shape yeah. on purpose yeah. to make it difficult to scoop and grab. Um, especially if it's like kind of a rainy day or it's cold and whatever, the ball's going to be hard. It's harder to grab. So I would think squibbing the ball is going to be the new, the new kickoff. Mm-hmm. And that's going to create fucking chaos. Guys are going to be diving on the ball. Guys are going to be fucking dropping it. It's going to be bouncing around. Um, but if they do stick to the old school, just kicking it out of the end zone and kickoffs, then at that point, it's a fucking waste of time. It, like, what's the point of even showing it on TV if it's just, and we're here live at Cleveland Brown Stadium for the game and, and Kate York kicks off out of the end zone. All right, we'll be right back from a commercial. Like, yep. what the fuck's the yep. point? Of, why even show me that? Let's let's right. move on. Uh, yeah, I, I assume that's Dave. How long until there'll be a four-point field goal from 70 yards? I don't think they'll do that because kickers, teams love kicking long field goals already. 
So there's, I mean, there's kickers out there who can kick that. They, 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 could, they could get through the the uprights all the time. Yeah, look, I think it's a game. Justin to some Tucker of them. has an amazing. I think leg, it's a so. game to some of them who just go ahead and just out there and just fuck with it and yeah. see what they can do. Especially pregame, they're out there with just a little spike with the ball. Yep. And they're just they're kicking like seventy five yarders for fun. Yeah. So I don't think they'll boost the points for it because I think actually just what's guys are getting stronger and what's better. What's the legs. XFL rule that they do right now on kickoffs that I thought the NFL might adapt at some point? Um. I don't remember to be honest. I I used to know it. I I thought I, for I really sure. stopped paying attention to the XFL. I mean, hey, they made it through a whole season all getting canceled. Kudos to them. They did crown a champion. So far, so I, far. I think things, it's over. No, I know, but I'm saying something oh, something happened in the off season. Oh. Um, I'm down for giving points for making a kickoff field goal, but the receiving team should get the get one or two points for a miss. That would be kind of fun. The kicker has to try to put it through the uprights on an opening field opening kickoff. Oh, that I mean I see it happen all the time too. Right, but if they it got rewarded for it with points, that would be fucking wild. Uh, I don't think the NFL would ever do that because teams would be furious. Oh, I see. Okay, so the the rule is that the kicker kicks the ball, but the defense cannot start running until the other team catches the ball. That's what it is. Yeah, that's 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 their safety precaution they put in there. Which yeah, which they uh that I, I saw that and I saw the USFL yesterday like took a shot at uh the NFL with like saying like their special teams are, they're already meant they're already safe and they're sticking to what they do and stuff like that. Like everyone's taking shots at the NFL now for kind of being pussies. Yeah. Um, they, they, they were talking this morning. If you listen to Ken Carmen this morning, they were talking about how the hardest hitting football going on right now is in high schools. Yeah. Essentially <laughs> as you get older and get more into uh college and, and, and football, no one hits each other anymore. Fuck them kids. We don't care about those kids getting concussions. <laughs> goes, we don't give one goes, shit. Cause he covers all the high school games. He's like, I'm watching 17 year olds get lit up every Friday yeah, night. <laughs> that's Billy Bob from uh varsity blues. That's kids. Their fucking brains are going to be mush. Billy Bob. Cause we don't give a shit Billy, about move them over kids. in the wrong section. Um, yeah. I mean, speaking of the USFL quick shout out for me and Kyle, we will be covering the game next Saturday. I believe it's the Pittsburgh Maulers against whoever the fuck. Um, but we'll be there in Canton June 3rd. We're doing a game first one ever. I'm kind of excited to cover a USFL game. I'm kind of excited to cover that too. I covered a off topic a little bit, but I covered a Lake Erie crushers game. I mentioned earlier, uh, it's two weeks after the fact. So it's kind of irrelevant to tell you guys what happened in the game, but it was a fun experience. It was really cool to be there. Uh, beautiful facility. The stadium's awesome. Uh, really fun time. I do love that stadium. It's 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 my first time ever going. So it was really nice. It was a good time. Did they have fireworks? Oh, uh, they did. I, I got the fuck out of there, though, when it was going on. There were a lot of people, like, pulling out lawn chairs and sitting in the parking lot. And nice. I was like, see ya. and drove right by him. I, I was so excited to get a hot dog. I wanted a hot dog so bad after being at that game. I don't know if they have food. See, that's the thing. They do. They do. Not to go uh, pull the curtain back too much. I mean, they have food for fans. But oh. when I was in the press box, I walked in there, and there was a guy walking around eating a hot dog. But nobody told me, like, oh, yeah, we have food over here. And I'm not one to ask. I don't pry. It is what it is. I don't mind. So I'm sitting there watching the game, and then there was another reporter who came out who worked for the Illyria or the Lorraine Chronicle. Like, there's something I forgot Illyria the name. Chronicle. I forgot the name of the paper. It's one of the two. It's either yeah. Lorraine something or the Illyria something. I told Chipper about it. If he's still here, if he remembers, he can say it. Um, but I was he came out and he was like, you know, who who are you with? He was getting to know me a little bit, and I told I explained to him like I'm with Redline Radio. We do a sports show talking about balls, and he told me he works for the paper, and he's like. Crusher's games are just easy to do during the summer. There's not a lot going on with sports. So he's like, for for our small paper, it's easy to cover. And I was like, you know, same thing. We like covering games. We used to cover the charge, this and that. And I was like, speaking of, at the charge games, they had food and water and stuff like that. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, they got cooler in there. He's like, grab whatever you want. 
I was like, fuck yes. I went in there and got a water. I love drinking <laughs> free water for some reason. Dub, what's up? You just you just missed our ad read. Isn't it? Is it journal. Isn't most it. water free? Just go to a faucet and turn it on. Not bottled water. I like free oh, bottled water. You could put it into a bottle if you want. To. I'm prissy. No, because other people's mouths go on that oh, shit. I don't like germs. Christ. I don't. I don't. I don't share utensils. You didn't drink out of a. Fa- you didn't drink out of a hose when you were a kid, did you? I did. Hoses are different. You don't use your utensil from your wife? No, that's disgusting, Tim. That's disgusting. Mouth germs are gross. You kiss her. I'm well aware. And more than just her mouth. You eat her pussy? Totally different. That is not Do you eat her ass? No, no. You suck her toes? No, absolutely not. We are alert. Tim, this is not what's up in the 216. Can we please keep it family friendly? (laughs) I'm just kidding. But no, I don't. I will Justin not share doesn't even utensils. Like, Justin like getting hugged. So you think I don't like any PDA, of that shit happens? Yeah. I just, I, I find sharing utensils completely disgusting. Everyone says I'm weird about that, but especially a fork I can deal with. I can eat, I can use the same fork, but a spoon, absolutely not. You're like licking it ugh, and like spit comes up. Oh, oh, it's making me sick just thinking about it. A fork is the same way. No, because a fork, you could just kind of like only maybe your teeth touch it. Like you just pull the food off. It's just a quick thing. A spoon, though, you got to like go into that. Yeah. So no, no, no pudding spoons you share, huh? No, okay. I do not share spoons. I will get my own and uh, I will be very happy with What's that. What's your thoughts on sporks? Sporks, absolutely. If I'm somewhere that's serving with a spork, I leave that establishment immediately if they only have one for the table. <laughs> I'm out of there. Or I'll eat with my fucking hands if I have to before I share anything. That's just who I am. I'm very weird. I have my quirks, and it's just you, you get what you pay for. Um, But, yeah, so. So a fan like, of the role, not a fan of the role. Oh, I was still ranting about bottled water. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like it. Um. Because, again, honestly, guys are kicking the ball out of the end zone every time anyway. Yeah. Like, kickoffs are so few and far between. So getting it at the 25 is cool because, it to me, it just sucks for the team. Yeah. Like, you go out there, you line up, you got to watch the ball sail over the end zone. A guy just, you know, acts like he'd do anything and he's like this. He's like, oh, I'm not going to catch it. And then it just bounces over his head yeah. anyway. And then they're like, all right, put it at the 20. Like, what a waste of my fucking time. Now yeah. the 25. They have to show closer. They, they always show the kickoff, then you go to a commercial right afterwards. Yeah. That's pretty it's much it. a waste of time. So hopefully this will then either get rid of uh kickoffs altogether or this will entice teams to squib kick it make things more interesting make it entertaining because that would be fun as fuck if yeah. every kickoff was like uh, the scramble drill that would be great but watching a guy kick it into the front row and then just everyone has to line up it's a whole ordeal ref blows the whistle just to then walk to the sideline now the offense has to come out so you like, think they should just start every game and just whoever gets the who wins the coin toss just starts on the 25 yard line eventually they might have to do that again yeah. it depends on how the teams react to this um i know from what i read this this passed with the the owner's vote and stuff like that. However, most special teams coordinators in, in football are pissed from what I read. Like almost all of them unanimously were against this. They, they were opposed of this rule. Um, but we'll see what happens again. You just got to make it interesting now. Squib yeah. kick it. Do some cool shit to try to get the ball back because kicking it out of the end zone is a waste of everyone's time. Uh, I think the XFL also has a fourth and 15 from the 25 make it. Yeah. Instead of which I would love that instead of a, an oh, onside yeah. kick, I hate onside kicks. They're they're a, uh, I have PTSD against onside kicks because of the jets, but I hate onside kicks because they're so hard to get. It's like a fucking 1% retrieval rating or, or number for the kicking team. It's a waste of time. If your team's down by a touchdown, you need the ball back in the fourth quarter late. It's almost a guarantee. You're not getting it back. It's so shitty. Right. Like they need to come up with a way for a team to actually try to make it competitive in basketball. You can steal the ball. You can shoot threes. You can do extra things in football. The other team has the ball. They can take knees and just, you can't do anything about it. If you you don't have timeouts, it's a fucking waste. 
Um, so the NFL needs to make that a little more competitive. So I think they should look into it. Didn't pass this year. I know it was voted on and didn't pass, but the, the fourth and 15, you get, you know, 15 yards, get the first down. If you get it, you get the ball. If yep. you don't, it's their ball. I would love that. Make it make it more exciting. Be interesting to see kind of plays they draw for that too. Yeah, like I would love to watch that. around that. It'd be kind of interesting. You know, every time it, it's it's do or die. So there would be laterals and shit like that. Yep. Like it would be like the end of a game, but you'd see it multiple times right. a game probably Agreed. depending on the score. So it, it just make it so much more exciting. Um, so that was the one rule, and then um, what was the other one? The Thursday night football flexing late into the season. I absolutely love this one. I do, but I do understand the gripes from some of the people. I think Mike Florio is one of the big ones that's against it. And he brought up some good points. He said, basically, since they made, they made it basically the only, uh, the last month of the season essentially can have the flex Thursday night game. But sounds great. Don't they have to give them notice though? Like it's they like do. There's weird rules with notice, but the thing is for the teams, that's fine. But for a fan, Schedule release day. Think of how many people oh, already bought tickets. Already bought tickets. Yeah. Not right. only did the game, but travel. They bought plane tickets. They bought hotel accommodations. NFL doesn't care. Maybe things that are non-refundable. And the NFL just goes, they wait till two weeks after the schedule release to go, we're going to change some shit up on you guys. I think that's really shitty of the NFL. Because I, I know a lot of people that love traveling for games, and that's just for Browns fans. I know the rest of the country and fan bases are just as crazy. And I'm sure a lot of them went out and bought tickets. As as a fan who will with never, the intentions of traveling, who will never travel travel for a Thursday night game. I mean, I don't think I ever see myself doing that, unless um, I ever become like a millionaire and I'm like, yeah, oh, fuck it, I got nothing to do on but Thursday. Let's I like take a jet it because down. what was the worst part of the NFL last year was when it got late in the season. These games yeah. and matchups that looked promising in Week One were fucking duds on Thursday. The nights. one that comes to mind, which I mean, the Broncos one. <laughs> well, that I didn't even think about that one. No, the other one that came to mind for me was uh, the Cowboys and the Titans Thursday night football yeah. game where Josh Dobbs was the starter and yeah. the, the Titans just got dismantled. Uh, the Cowboys dominated. Like, it's just like, I, I don't know. I, it's a waste of time. Like, it's it's a shit game that shouldn't be put on a national right. spotlight. So I like the ability to flex it because I want to see some, you know, maybe some new teams that are are having a fire season going yeah. Thursday night. You know what I mean? But I, I do see the fan side of it. But as a viewer who's never going to travel, just me yeah. personally, my opinion, I like the option. I do think though that a lot of those games will still be shitty because you're going to get a flex that again they, they have to they have to give like weeks notice, months yeah. notice, whatever it is. So you could get a game that's flex, and let's just say hypothetically, I'm talking out of my ass. The fucking Chiefs against the uh, Chargers gets flexed on paper. Awesome game. Let's say they flex it. We're two weeks away from the game or one week away. Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes get hurt. Yeah. Now you're watching a backup quarterback out there on Thursday night, and there's nothing the NFL can do about it. Sure. So, I mean, I guess that could happen on any night. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I just, injuries I like, are a part of the I game. I like the it's ability just, to be able to change I'm a negative it, thinker, so that's just yeah. who I am as a person. That's also true. Um, so, yeah, those are the rule changes. I, I'm, I'm okay for for the most part with all of them. But, I mean, also back to that point, though, like every other game is flexible except was Thursday. Thursday is the only yeah. non-flexible game. Monday was flexible as well. Sunday nights were flexible, yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad that everything's on the table now. Yeah, can move stuff I do like it a lot. Uh, I didn't do it this week because we had a pretty jam-packed show, but after last Wednesday, two Wednesdays ago when we did our last show, we did the schedule release day actually happened, and the schedule for the Browns is out. I do not have it today because, again, I figured that's something we could kill time with. Yeah. The season doesn't start until September. We have plenty of time to talk about the schedule. I don't need to be one of those shows. And we're enjoying our part-time schedule right now. Not yeah, lie. I love it. Uh, officially, we'll, we'll say it right now, halfway through the show, talking about balls is on our every other week. We are on our mini Steel City running late schedule where we will be... Our old man schedule, per se. Yeah, we're going to take every other week off unless something major happens, but I don't expect anything to. 
up until about training camp time. So that's going to be sometime in, you know, mid end of July. We'll, we'll go back to weekly because football season will be ramping up and we'll be get you guys going with some season previews and all that bullshit that we always do. Um, but for the time being, yeah, we are taking it easy and I, I like it. I think that's, that's what we need here. Talking about balls that week off, honestly, last week was great. Tim needs it. I need it. Kyle needs it. We all need it. We're getting um, old. I seen, I seen Marlon Wayne last Wednesday. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was at the improv, wasn't he? Yeah. Did he kill Damn, that's he a good. murdered. Like, he he made me, like, really reevaluate my comedy style. Like, I mean, it's kind of close to his, not, the more and more I listen to it, but um, it was more so... He just he just did it in such a good way. Like it damn, was I forgot he was here. I I love Marlon Wayne's man. Honestly, the Wayne's Brothers show is one of my favorite shows of all time. I love that fucking show so we're much. Brothers, yeah, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. It's so fucking good. Give me a high five. I love that show so much, dude. Pops is the man. Bang bang bang. He's so good. Kyle's uh, looking like what? John Witherspoon, <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah, what? Kyle, I feel like was not watching that that channel back in the day, the WB. Uh, no, I was not. I, I I was not allowed to watch. He WB. had cable. Yeah, I mean, I did too growing up, but I still found my way to WB. I loved I loved Martin Wayne's Brothers. I loved all that shit, dude. Friday's one of my favorite movies. I was watching all that kind my, of shit. My my grandfather kept telling me the channel was just too dark. I thought it was just because the TV never worked on that channel. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle's back there jiggling cords. He's like, I don't know, Grandpa. Looks fine to me. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> it works. Only thing um, we watch in this house with a color TV. That's it. Turn the channel. Boom. But he he didn't mean <laughs> Love the TV too. when he said colored at home. <laughs> Funny as you get to become an adult, you start realizing some of this. Yeah, you're shit. like, wait a minute, that was kind of fucked up, Gramps. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, I love the Wayne's Brothers. That's one of my favorite shows. So that's awesome that you got to go see him live. I've completely forgot he was in town. That's crazy though that you just saw him and then we'll talk about it later tonight. But uh. He was in the movie yeah, air. He was. You got to see him in that he movie. Was. A lot of Marlon Wayans for you this week. Um, we'll get to that later. But for right now, let's talk about the Western Conference Finals. What? Do you want to? Because there really wasn't it's much of a Western Conference just Final. Just like the Western Conference Finals, this will be quick. Um, <laughs> a 4 nothing sweep for the Denver Nuggets. I'll give the Lakers credit. Um, they came out in most games. You'll give it, LeBron credit? Yeah, that's true. I, I will give LeBron James and LeBron James only credit. He blew. Um, they blew their load way too early in that. Kyle texted me on, uh, what was it, Monday night that yeah. the game was? Oh, yeah, he came out on fire. He dropped like 33 in the you first half. You text me and you're like, LeBron's making sure this season doesn't end tonight. And I text you back right away and I said, dude, every game has looked like this. <laughs> they start off, they get a 15-point lead and they piss it away in the fourth quarter. It's like, And the then fast... we didn't speak after that. And then it's what like, happened? It's like the Fast game? and the Furious movie hit the NOS button too early. Yeah. Yeah, they ran out of juice right off the fucking starting line. Um, no, I mean, LeBron did everything he could. I mean, when you when you have a, a great player like LeBron James, he puts up 40 points. Damn near gets a triple-double. Yeah, I think it was like 40, 10, and 9. Then yeah, right? yeah, at 40 years old or whatever. He, it's 38. Calm down. I like to round up. That's crazy. <laughs> LeBron's younger than you. Yeah, shut the fuck That's up. That's fucking wild. <laughs> That's wild, dude. Because LeBron's looked at as like the old geezer in the NBA. <laughs> In NBA terms, and yeah. To you, he's a young whippersnapper. <laughs> um, I was already graduating, <laughs> playing high school ball, yeah. But yeah, LeBron did everything he could. Honestly, he did everything in his power to keep the Lakers there. Uh, I, I I wanted to talk to you guys about his comments post game. Do you think they were just emotionally charged? Do you think there's some validity behind it? Do you think he's really going to think about retiring? Nope, I think it's LeBron doing LeBron things. I I agree with. I hate the guy. I'm not a fan of Drew. I don't hate him, but I don't like Drew Cherry on ESPN. Uh, 850. Yeah, not a fan of him personally. I never listened to 850. 
I do just it's it's old habit. I used to listen to I used to be very into the Rizzo show when I was young, like 18, 19, 20. Um, and fun fact, uh, Tony Rizzo actually played football with my wife's father. Really? They were on the same football team. So Rizzo, Mike Rizzo was the Mike Noza? Yeah, they they grew up together. He, nice. I think Rizzo was the center and Mike was one of the Rizzo guards. Rizzo was the center? I believe. Yeah, they were offensive Damn. linemen back then. Very the puny lineman. I mean, Rizzo's a big dude. He's very thin, but yeah, at his in high school, he might have been bigger. I don't know what he looked like back then. They barely had cameras. Um, but <laughs> he he was an offensive lineman, and so was uh my wife's father. So they actually played it's also called your father-in-law, by the way. I know it's just easier to say okay. my wife's father. All right, that's fine. My father-in-law. There you go. He, uh he played football with Tony Rizzo. So I used to email the show all the time and I would say, like, you know, I'm just I, I called myself Justin from Parma. That's what I was known for on the show. And I would just back then there wasn't uh technology, there wasn't Twitter, there wasn't I couldn't text the show, you had to email. So I would email the show and I would just always talk shit to everybody and in a fun way. Like I would just keep it fun. And I got known as Justin and Parma and I'd always let him know. I said, I'm, I'm dating Mike Stefanson's daughter. And he would always read my emails on the air. And I got pretty, then one day they called me and they're like, Hey, you know, you're Justin from Parma. We want to invite you to our Christmas party here at the station and everything. And I was like, Oh, awesome. And they're like, yeah, it's at whatever bar. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, do I have to be 21? They're like, yeah, that's one of the things I'm like, I'm only 20. I can't go. So I wasn't able to go, but they invited me to a couple of years later and I went to those. Um, so I actually got to meet Rizzo and everything. So I kind of do have a soft spot for it. I actually, I got into a lot of fights with uh, Browns players through emailing shit, talking to them like Mike Adams. You, you? never Mike never. Adams. That was a really famous fight on the show. I, I he, we just lost and we got embarrassed the game. I mean, go figure. This was like uh, late 2000, like maybe 2010, give or take Browns. And we, got our asses kicked, whatever. And then they're talking about the game the next day. He used to go into the studio and I just started roasting Mike Adams about how shitty he played and missed tackles and stuff like that. And how, you know, fans were talking shit and how he said something like, I think the fans booed him off the field and they asked him about that. And he was like, Oh, you know, I was close to, you know, telling some of the fans I'll meet you out in the parking lot. And I'd email in and I'm like, well, if you swing this, like you tackle, you'd have missed everybody. And like, I was talking <laughs> so much shit. He got so worked up. We were talking shit back and forth. And then like a week or two later, he was doing an autograph signing right down the street from me. Did you go? So I went <laughs> and I walk in and I actually, cause I, I was cool with him kind of after that. Like we talked on Twitter and I walked in with an eight by 10 and I just handed it to him. I'm like, Hey Mike, I said, I'm Justin from Parma. And he's like, <laughs> no shit. Like he sat back in his chair. It was really cool. And he signed my autograph and like, he started following me on Twitter. And like, we, we've been, we, we, don't talk anymore but like back when he was still in cleveland we would chat every once in a while that's funny i actually got in with a lot of browns athletes because of that or cleveland athletes i should say because of that like shit talking yeah like trevor crow that's what got him to be like follow me and give me tickets to games and like be cool with me because i talked a little shit to him yeah um so it works you just got to do it in the right way but long story short yeah i used to be really into uh the really big show i was pretty known on there so it was fun uh so i still listen every now and again the show's definitely so what did gerard cherry say you didn't agree with uh, so what he said was basically LeBron is... You missed your squirrel comment, by the way, Tim. I like telling stories. He was stories. going on tangents. We have time to kill. <laughs> but it's only 8.18. We got plenty of time. Squirrel! Um, <laughs> I, it had a point to the story. It, it, I had to give my explanation on 8.50. Oh, I'm sorry. Blame Kyle for that, because I was just saying I didn't like Gerard Cherry, and Kyle's I, one who said, I just leave I don't Justin, listen to I just leave Justin the tunnels. He walks into them. So, so anyway, I digress. <laughs> um... Gerard Cherry said that he thinks that was just LeBron's way of basically telling the Lakers, I want a championship or I'm fucking out of yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, like that's, that's his way of saying, like, I'll retire. It's if, not if the you first time he's done roster. something like this. Yeah. Though. If you guys don't make this into a legitimate championship roster, which that's the, that's the thing, too, is like LeBron will not get credit for any LeBron hater will not give him credit for this. 
this team started off, they were like one in ten or zero yeah. in ten or whatever. They, they were had a lot of heavy weight on there. With they uh, were pitiful. They were the worst three pointing three point shooting team in the NBA. They were a joke. They were a laughing stock. Then they made a couple trades. After the trade deadline, they were one of the best teams in the league. LeBron yeah. takes this team all the way to the Western Conference Finals, which again, people are going to hold that against him. They're going to go, well, he got swept in the Western Conference Finals. Blah blah blah. He did it against the one seed, against a multiple time MVP against arguably the best team in basketball, the Denver Nuggets. They were statistically, their record was the best in the league. So he lost to the best team in basketball in four from a team that shouldn't have even made the playoffs. And he based didn't on lose how by much. Each game they lost. Every it game wasn't, was close. Because again, they would yeah. they would take the lead and then they would piss it away because the Nuggets are just that good. It's, so no it's, slouch against the Lakers. That's a team yeah. that probably didn't even belong the in the West. The stamina of that finals. team, they just warmed down. That's yeah. all they did. And it's a young team. You got LeBron and you got Anthony Davis. And then a bunch of guys who had never been there before. I mean, Rui Hachimura, who has ever heard of that guy until this year, for the most part? Most common fans probably have no idea who he was. Jared Vanderbilt. There were guys that were hitting uh, shots. Austin Reeves. Guys that most people never even heard of until they got some airtime in the Western Conference Finals. So, again, to me, this just shows you how great LeBron is. I don't think LeBron's going to retire. No, I don't think so either. I I think he's just trying to make Jenny bus kind of be like, uh, you know, a little uncomfortable in her seat and maybe be like, maybe we need to do some more movements or whatever. But at the same time, what if, what if I'm he, listening? What if he does retire? What if he does retire for one year? I will say it's funny that it came out on the same day that, that for me instantly made me go no fucking way. Is he retiring now? Carmelo Anthony retired on the yeah, same day that LeBron true. made those comments. That's true. Which means they would be in the same uh, retirement class, hall of fame class. Which means, because I think I think it's safe to say Carmelo is going to be a Hall of Famer. Gold, I don't know, I don't know about safe to uh, say. I think but so. I, I believe I, he's a he Hall of Famer. He should be, but yeah. I mean, he might be the only one on a banana boat that won't might have a chance not to be. He has a a lot of scoring. I think he did. He didn't he win a scoring title or two? He was he was a high scorer. I don't know if um, he did. Multiple All Star games, I Olympic mean, champion. I think he great. will be a Hall of Famer. But I think that I just don't think he'll retire the same year because he wants to be the last guy standing so i know carmelo didn't play on a team this year so technically lebron is the last guy standing but because carmelo didn't officially retire lebron can go now play one more year and there is no chance any guy from his draft class will be in the nba so my theory though so he retires right he just retires just for one year though sure who comes out the nba next year his son would be yeah, a little young. And Bryce. he just goes to any team that his son gets drafted by. Size of one Ronnie, year. Sorry, he gets he gets signed for a one year deal just to play one year with his son because now he confirms and he locks in that he can go. He goes to any team his, his son goes to. Um, just well, having this conversation with somebody. Well, the problem is, is if he quote unquote retires, he's still. If he tried to come back, he's a Laker. They have him under contract. The I'm sure he could figure something out though. I mean, that, at that point, he would just be better off playing then. Just try to play another year, keep adding to your stats, and then but one year play. rest on him, then not not putting whatever the miles on his body. Does it look like he needs he, rest? I this, understand. This, I get like it. An injury. He could just say I'm injured. That's true. He could I just do don't that think too. he would do that. He wouldn't do that to his legacy. Um, and of I, course, and of course, was it? I think who was it yesterday in Twitter? Two days ago in Twitter, it's like I'm not saying we trade Donovan Mitchell. However, <laughs> it could work. That, yeah. <laughs> and they put Donovan with uh, I forget what player and traded him I think it the was, Lakers. Uh, Fuck, I know who it was. Yeah, too. and I it saw said, it. and it's like to, for LeBron James and accepted. Yeah, no, it would work financially. It makes sense. It was it was Ricky Rubio and oh, Donovan it was Mitchell Ricky Rubio and Donovan for Mitchell, LeBron yeah. James. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I would do that trade in a heartbeat. No, I don't know, bro. Donovan Mitchell for LeBron James. I love LeBron. We I'm need that three. Huge LeBron fan. Huge. You're putting a lot of trust in Garland. At this that point. Cavs team isn't doing shit. Forty year old without LeBron. a solid three. I mean, I make the trade today. 
Uh, not in two years, Tim. He's 38. Kyle just Kyle just corrected us. Remember. I just I don't. I mean, I love LeBron, but LeBron on the team changes the entire team dynamic, and it's not always for the great. I mean, he took a shitty Lakers team to the Western Conference Finals. The I Cavs get it. Couldn't beat the Knicks. But it took him the entire. I would take LeBron against uh, the Knicks over Donovan Mitchell and just, his fucking just the way 11 teams, points that he scored. I, just, I don't know. I don't he almost had single digits in a playoff game. You know how many times LeBron does that? Fucking never. LeBron put 40 up the other day. Donovan Mitchell looked like a fucking scared kid I would in ask, the corner. I would ask Justin to think about this unbiasedly, but it's never going to happen. It. I All I think about, it's not even LeBron. It's I want the Cavs to be to be great. And what I saw in the playoffs last year. I don't think team, LeBron gets them over that hump. needs though. to blow it up. I mean. Our biggest thing that we were missing is we didn't have a consistent score. Darius Garland and and Donovan Mitchell both went fucking MIA. We have no other scorer after that. But that's, our biggest that's, thing is we need a three guard. I get that, but they are scorers though. They are two good scorers. And right. I, I, I guess two good I, I understand they went MIA in a playoff don't play game. defense that sure. can't get rebounds, things okay. that we really needed against the Knicks. And also the entire season we had defense and rebounds with the other players. The yeah. entire team the went missing players. in action. I get it, but LeBron does not get us over that hump that we need. I 100% disagree, <laughs> and this feels like the Deshaun Tim, Watson argument Jump all in over here again. anytime you want Squirrel. to. <laughs> no, Tim knows I'm right. I don't think he does. He's just being quiet. Uh, by the way, for the record, him. really quick, Carmelo stats. 10-time NBA All-Star. Okay. Two-time NBA All-NBA second team. Okay. Four-time All-NBA third team. NBA rookie first team, 2004. He NBA scoring champion, 2013. So he was a scoring champion. Is that when he played for the Nuggets? Or the Knicks? Uh, 2013, he was with the Knicks, yes. Knicks. Okay. Uh, I, I, I still don't think he's like first ballot yeah. Hall of Famer, though. Like, I love Carmelo. I, I think I he will be strictly amazing. because of the name, because who else is going to retire this year? Mm. That is going to be worth being part of the... Like, they're, they're going to want the Basketball Hall of Fame to have people every year. They're not just going to take a year off. He had Carmelo good, will he be had the great biggest seasons. Name. He also had really... Not great sure, seasons. Absolutely. And he I do feel like he was snubbed for the rookie of the year. He their team went to the playoffs. So we did true. True. Who won who won it that year though? Uh a guy you guys apparently LeBron don't want anymore. <laughs> apparently oh, oh, yesterday's news right there on the screen. You guys don't want Not yesterday's <laughs> news. This, this guy right here. This guy. Oh man. I yeah. would take him in a heartbeat personally. Joke got snubbed for I can't wait for the I can't wait for the, the bio after watching them play again because I I like Jokic. He just deserves every MVP. He's the best player on the court at all times he's, right now in the NBA. Too, he was too white for it for this year. He's so fucking good. I, I loved him going into it. I just kind of thought they're going to give Embiid one because they just feel like he he should get it. And bitch. Yeah. I and mean, truthfully, after the way they fucking played. Um, but yeah, dude, Joker just he's no joke. He's so fucking good. Pun intended. <laughs> joke gets no joke. The Joker is no joke. The, nug- is, the Nuggets team is just kid, a dude. complete team. They really are. And that's the thing. They have bench, uh, they have depth, they've got scorers they've got shooters they play defense they, they're big they can get rebounds and uh, Jokic just himself is so good he sees the court like a point guard he can yeah. dribble like a point guard he can shoot from anywhere he crashes boards he does everything he's everything a team could want there's no stopping a guy like that i gotta show you this i'm gonna, I'm gonna show you i was over the weekend we were some while while kyle scrolls go i'm gonna tell you guys more about how we need lebron on this caps team keep right going. now for donovan mitchell yeah. no, i'm just kidding i won't i won't keep talking so but someone, it would make some, the team better we would definitely go we like, would beat the fucking knicks in a, in a series I, I think that would happen someone because lebron can show up at msg okay so unlike calm, some of calm, these other guys calm down fucking bums sorry i'm going all nick anyway someone, someone on twitter said jamal murray's taking performance enhancing drugs so someone screenshotted the top of this and said this is his drug what is that you don't know what that is Tim, do you know what this is? 
I believe it's a video of him getting a blowjob, correct? It's, it's that infamous Instagram one that got leaked of his girlfriend blowing him. Oh, I, don't, I, didn't, I never saw that. Oh, I didn't know that. Prime A for her. Good for her. But anyway, so that's, he's like, this is his drug. And it's like, just obviously just. Oh, okay. I never saw that. Okay. Yeah. That makes so sense. It, then, got, but no. it got leaked like, in like three, four years Jamal ago. Jamal Murray was one of the better players in the NBA until he started getting mis, hurt. Mr. Consistency, though, in this playoff game. 37, 37, 37. Dude, he knows what he's doing. He's good. He's honestly, he's he was really good. Um, A lot of people didn't um know who he was because yeah. he plays for the Nuggets. He was really good a few years ago, like the bubble year when the Nuggets went to the Western Conference Finals then. He was great, yeah. and then he got hurt. He blew his knee out or whatever, yeah. missed an entire season and a half or something like that. He missed a lot of time. So, do you, so it, it's just more so people are now just like being reminded of who he is. I know we're going to get to the Eastern here in a second, but do you think that I'm, I'm assuming we think the Heat's going to get there, have a chance? I would against think the if you blow a three nothing lead, my God. I mean, it's it had three one leads have been blown before in the past. This was a three nothing oh, yeah, three lead, nothing never been done. A never three nothing done. lead has never been blown. Do you think any either one of those teams have a chance to? Beat the Nuggets? Yes. Boston, yes. Uh, Miami, no. I think if it goes, if the, if it's Miami, Denver, Denver's champions, I think. Why did I forget that? And again, this is jumping ahead. Why did I forget that Lowry was on the, the fucking heat? He's, he, he's been there. He's just hidden in, in, in that on that team. Because he uh, he didn't do a whole lot during the regular season. But again, that's because they had other players. They had yeah. Tyler Hero. Victor Oladipo was getting minutes. Now they're really in the back of the bench. And these guys are showing up. I'll give them all the credit in the world. I just don't think... Uh, Gabe Vincent and Caleb uh, Williams or whatever the fuck his name is. These guys just aren't going to keep showing up yeah. against the Nuggets. They're having a great series right now against Boston. Yesterday, obviously, came, I, reality kind of set in. Boston figured out how to shoot threes in the second half, and it was fucking over for the Heat. Yeah, no, I mean, just but the Heat have been fucking smacking the shit. Jimmy Bucket. Dude, that dude's a good boy now. Um, here we go. We're back, kind of. We have one bar. We'll take it. Um, there we go. We're moving. Uh, yeah. So Jimmy buckets and is just fucking dominating. Yeah. I love. The other day, I think it was game two. Uh, Grant Williams, when him him and Jimmy were talking shit and they were like head to head, like headbutting each other. Right then, I was like. Heater win in this game. I think they were losing at that point. And Jimmy Butler just took the fucking game over. That's what that guy can do. Uh, yesterday, I'll give him credit. I think sweeping the Celtics would have been crazy if it happened. So when um, uh, when they when they asked him at the end of the game, what do you feel about poking the bear? And he's like, no, I'm not. No comment. No comment. Who Grant Williams? Yeah, when they asked him, yeah, the, that, that reporter was one hundred percent. Absolutely, on him. like like he did that. It's like the memes online wrote themselves like they did that. And it's like then you have the meme where it says a few moments later, and then boom, it's like the score changed to immediately. Like yeah. Jimmy, like literally just nodded and was like, okay. And then every time he got the ball, he just fucking scored on Grant Williams and just stared him down. It was yeah. amazing. Uh, I he, loved. Uh, he does talk a lot of shit because was it a uh, game three that Al Horford where he took like the. So, uh, in in game two, I think it was in Boston, the Heat or Boston was building a big lead. Mm -hmm. The Heat had to take a timeout. So Al Horford looks over at Miami and like does this like T pose to kind of like talk shit. So then in game three, Jimmy Butler fucking goes off, scores. They're they're blowing him out by like 30. Boston takes a timeout. Jimmy drops down to a knee and just fucking does the T at him. He got a technical <laughs> for it, but it was so goddamn good, dude. I am turning into a huge Jimmy Butler fan. Um I, I don't Be mind careful, this. he might try to fuck your wife. Hey, it happens. There's a huge, we're going to have to get Conspiracy Carl in here He'll because there is, he's allowed to use my fork. I'll just throw it away afterwards. Um, 
I mean, is the fork a euthanism for his wife? I mean, I understand. <laughs> Can you use my fork? He'll fork my wife. He'll fork my wife. Um, there, we're gonna have to get conspiracy Carlin here oh, because okay. there is a huge conspiracy going around that Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's bastard son. Really? And it works out because the the his mom was from Houston. Okay. I think it was Houston. Um, and uh, Jordan was like known to have like an extra girl on the side in Houston. Sure. She was getting paid. The rumor was Jordan was paying for an Ill, for a, for a bastard son to some woman till the kid turned thirteen. Jimmy Butler lived with his mom till he was thirteen, and she kicked him out, and he was on his own at at thirteen years old. When, ironically enough, a check might have stopped when a child turned thirteen, so she had no use for him anymore. They look alike, they act alike, they play well, they they're good at basketball. He's even got I his mean, fucking his dad's logo on his chest right there. I mean, alleged dad <laughs> logo on his chest right there. They don't they don't they don't play alike, <laughs> but okay, that's fine. I mean, like the, their mannerisms, uh, yeah, like they do it. like the tongue thing every once in a while. I mean, Jimmy Butler can clearly take a game over if he wants. He plays great defense. Um, I would say that's similar. He's about the same stature. They look alike. Like, Honestly, they, they did like side-by-side faces. They're the lot. same size. Why have I not heard this conspiracy? I just heard about it two weeks ago from Steve, who was on the show with us. Yeah. We went to I've the bar after the years. I never heard it until the other day. Uh, my buddy Steve, we went to the bar after the show, and he looked and he goes, did you ever hear about the Jimmy Butler, uh, Michael Jordan conspiracy? I'm like, no, what? And he showed me some, some videos, and I was like, I'm going to go down a fucking rabbit hole tonight. And sure enough, dude, it's out there. There are people that really are digging into Has this Has anyone conspiracy. ever asked him? No, I don't think so. But I would love to see a fucking DNA test between Butler and Jordan. Gosh. We can make that happen somehow. That would be phenomenal. Get them in the same room together, have some conversations with them. I would love it, honestly. I think that would be fucking sure amazing. I mean, I yeah, I would think so. I mean, Jimmy he Butler used to play like, for the Bulls. I would imagine you have a relationship with with Michael Jordan if you're on the Bulls. I mean, Jimmy Butler is probably like top, top true. 10, 15 player in the NBA right now. So, I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not the greatest player. In the it would be kind of funny if he wills them to a championship and then Jordan comes out afterwards. He's like, that's my boy. And everyone's like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like he, boy waits, blue. he waits till he wins a championship you and would, be like, that's my son. You would think mannerism wise, you would think that Kobe was Jordan's son because of how alike Kobe played like Michael. But no, that's I guess that's no. Kobe was just obsessed with Michael to the to where that was his right. idol. Jimmy yeah. is just happens to have does his, Jimmy have a sweet fadeaway. I don't some, think he does traits. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, he does. He does. He does. Some really yeah, good yeah. ones, okay. yeah. On the baseline, especially, that's very Jordan-esque when he does that. I guess I'm gonna have to go get lost down a rabbit hole tonight now too, myself. Jeez. No, you won't. Conspiracy Carl will. <laughs> I'll have to give him a call. Well, I can't. Wink, I'll, send him a, I'll send him a letter. Maybe we'll get him on the show uh, <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Maybe here. I'll tell him to do some fact checking and um, what he thinks are fact checking, and get him on the show to go down the rabbit hole. So, really quickly, when we when we ended last time, uh, we picked our winners for the Eastern Conference Finals. Obviously, we changed the teams that didn't make it. So I, uh, uh, shit, I forgot to put it on Facebook. Um, I took Philly and I took the Lakers. Obviously, Philly did not advance. I meant to put it on Facebook. I was taking the heat because I will never pick Boston. You guys should all know that by now. I fucking hate that team. So I was taking the heat, even though I was prepared to lose that one, but they, they could blow this lead. So I'll write that down for us right now to keep track. We will do our finals picks. So I took the Lakers, which was, of course, a loss. Kyle and Tim also took the Lakers, which was a loss. Tim did take Miami. Kyle took Boston, so that will still stand in there. And I took Philly, but I meant to switch to Miami. Hand to God, I will never pick a Boston team. You guys heard that here. You you know that. So I will write them down. I'm a Red Sox fan. I know. I I, I don't like that, Tim, when we talk about that. That's why I try not to talk baseball on the show, strictly because of that. However, it does make you love Tito a little bit, so I'm kind of cool. There's like a weird 
you know, seven layers of Kevin Bacon situation going on there with Tito and, and everything. So I, it, it kind of works. Um, but now we'll go to the finals. And I already gave you guys my spoiler alert pick. I think the Nuggets will be the NBA champions. Yeah, I honestly, I agree too. I just don't think anybody's going to beat them. I mean, it's just too, too complete of a team to, uh, to lose. Timothy, um, what say you? I definitely say the Nuggets because um, I don't think the Heat have they got they might have like the motor they might have the you know the Michael Jordan the Jr. drive right they might have Michael Jordan Jr. Um, but I just I don't know man the Nuggets are looking bad. the Nuggets are just they're too complete they I don't think the Bam Adebayo can can be taken out of games as we saw yesterday um, with the right game plan he's he's a ghost and Jokic is going to do that to him because Bam won't be able to clog the paint and play defense interior because Jokic can hit jumpers. So you have to respect Jokic. That's going to open everything up for them. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, these guys fucking drive into the basket. Uh, I don't I don't think anybody's going to be able to handle them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a general consensus here. We're all taking the Nuggets to be the champions. And I, I personally think um, I think it'd be cool to watch a team win a championship for the very first time ever. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I enjoy that. After watching the Cavs win, I no longer have hatred towards other teams in the league. I hate certain teams. But I used to be to the point where every team in the league can go fuck themselves they because it's not the Cavs because I don't want anyone to win. But now that the Cavs have one, I kind of want to share the wealth. So if the Cavs can't have it, let it go to Denver, who I have no ill will. However, if they are facing Miami, I would not be mad if Miami won because Michael Jordan's son gets a, a nice trophy for his uh, cabinet. And obviously my boy, Kevin Love. I love Kevin Love. So it's another if he got another championship, he's already a first ballot lock Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Um so I would love to see Kevin Love get another championship. I love him. I'm a huge fan of Kevin Love. I was very sad when we let him go. So um, we're definitely, uh, either way, as long, if it's Miami and Denver, I will be able to watch an NBA Finals for the first time in years and, and just it. sit back and enjoy it and not give a fuck about who wins. There will be no vested rooting interest. Those are the best kind of championship games. Like when you have those kind of Super Bowl games, you can sit back and yeah. enjoy the game. Like yeah. Eagles and, and Chiefs. That was even one where I didn't care who won. I like the Eagles because I like, my, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs because I like Mahomes. But I didn't care either way because I, I don't like either watch, team. Though, yeah. And then, you know, last year you had Boston and fucking Golden State. That was my nightmare for the finals. <laughs> like I rooted for my cable to go out every night. I hated, I hate those teams. I didn't want to watch either of them win a championship. So, um, you wanted your cable by Spectrum to go out that night. Well, we don't talk about that here. We don't mention names. We're good boys. I said Spectrum. I didn't mention names. It's true. I didn't mention one either. Hmm. Unless you work for Spectrum, then I'm sorry. We don't know anybody that does that. <laughs> Nor will we ever talk about that again. As it's I'm gonna sure I'll kill me. As I'm sure I'll hear in my messages tomorrow. Um, it's gonna fucking kill me. But at any rate, um, <laughs> the NBA draft lottery was uh, last week, and I just have the top five picks here, really quick. The the Victor, or not Victor? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, Victor Wembanaya. Harvey say his last name. Mister, I'm gonna break my knee in the first year of playing He's basketball. So skinny. I mean, I, I I'm I'm. We'll see what Greg Popovich can do with him because, spoiler alert, the San Antonio Spurs got the number one pick, and I think that he's going number one. Um, number two, Charlotte Hornets. Number three, Portland Trailblazers. Four, Houston Rockets. And number five, Detroit Pistons. That rounds out your top five for the NBA draft. Um, I didn't do any more. I mean, I, I saw the other ones. I'm not going to write them down and read did them they have a, Did you they have, have a memorial Google. for uh, a what's-his-face? Gilbert before the oh, shit Dan Gilbert killed our internet <laughs> um but yeah so the Victor Wembenaya Harvey says last name hey, he's gonna get hurt man he needs goes to, to on. the and that was something I, I think I might have been talking to Steve about that I forgot who I was talking to 
we were actually talking about who who we think's getting the number one pick, and I said the Spurs because they're they're going to give Popovich one more guy to make into a star, yeah, because yeah. they know what Popovich can do. They're going to let him go out. Go I look at that guy and I see like ankle injuries, knee injuries. Like I, I mean, he's very similar to Chet Holmgren, who in one season in the NBA, when you have NBA trainers and NBA dieting and stuff like that, you can put on some muscle. Look at Kevin Durant. He's still paper thin or pencil thin. Mr. No calf Durant. Look yeah. at uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. He was a twig when he came into the league. Now he's a fucking, he's, he could be a weightlifter. So obviously with the right coat, with the right staff, your body, if your body can take it. Cause again, Kevin Durant didn't need to put on a lot of weight. Yeah. He, he bulked up a tiny bit, but again, that's just, you're getting an enemy in, in professional basketball, NBA shape. Yeah. So I think with the right team and I think Greg Popovich will be a great coach for him get him a nice freak athlete to work with. That'll be fun to watch mm. for the next years to come. We'll see, see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited for it. We'll see what happens. It, it'll be nice to see the Spurs kind of get back on the map a little bit because I've always been a Popovich fan. Um, that's it. And then really quickly, I got a quick Guardians update. And by quick, I mean real fucking quick. And pretty much all it is is this team fucking stinks. <laughs> My God, do they suck? They're embarrassing. They're a we fucking sh- joke. We should have put the um, meme up of the major league. These guys, these guys fucking suck. It's it's embarrassing. I mean, today they lost six nothing to the White Sox. Lost another series. They got swept by the Mets over the weekend. Um, today they just they fucking suck. They're so bad. Um, their catchers started off the month like zero for twenty or maybe more than that. It was fucking embarrassing. And they finally got a hit and everyone like acted like it was some great accomplishment. They're, they're just a bad team. Their pitching stinks. Shane Bieber's still pretty good, but the offense blows and can't score for him. We lost games to the fucking Mets, like two to one. We can't score any runs. It just, this team sucks. Emmanuel Classe lost his velocity. He came out and fucking blew leads and, and blue saves against the Mets. This team stinks. I'm over them. I, I keep giving them the benefit of the doubt that like, it's early. They're going to pick it up. They're going to figure nah, it out. Nah. This is just who they are. They're a bad team. They They're about to be suck. last in our division. This is what happens when you don't put money into a team. You can fluke your way around every once in a while, and that's what happens with the Guardians. Every year, they, they're somewhat pretenders, and then reality sets in. They sometimes can sneak into the playoffs because they're in the worst division in baseball. That's the only thing they have going for them is that every other team in this division sucks, but the Guardians just happen to suck a little bit more this year. Yep. They stink. I hate them. Fuck that team. Let's move on from baseball. That's all I got today. I've got nothing for this, but that's great. Now let's move on to something I asked. Early guys. I know. Fuck them. I'm over this team. I'm back to last year, JG, where I got everybody all riled up for my hatred of them, and I fucking mean it. Maybe it'll turn them around, but I doubt it because this team actually has no talent. Last year was a fluke. Um, I asked the guys to do a little homework over the week, weekend, whatever, and that was to watch the movie Air. Air is now streaming on Amazon Prime. It is the movie of Nike and tells the story of Nike and how they essentially were about to close their basketball shoe division because they just weren't selling and they they didn't have 17% market share. They didn't have the budget to get big name players. And uh, this has Chris Tucker, as you can see. It's got Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jason Bateman. um, Viola Davis. uh, Yeah, Viola Davis. And it's got uh, Marlon Wayans, as we talked about earlier. So, uh, New York Knicks, fuck the world, um, I guess. Yeah, you guys are watching from the couch. So, yeah, sure, go Knicks, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, so Air is a movie that I asked everybody to watch because I wanted to get their thoughts on everything. I had some issues with it, but I also enjoyed the movie. Overall, I liked it. Uh, it was good. It tells a good story. It's cool. Anything about Michael Jordan. One thing, my one big gripe, though, is I thought it was going to have more Michael Jordan in it. Mm-hmm. 
and they treated him like a fucking god in the movie, which irritated me. They wouldn't show his face. He, uh, he didn't talk. Like they didn't use him at all, but they used his parents, which is cool. It told the story, but it also makes me wonder like, you mean to tell me Michael Jordan didn't talk to anybody in any of these meetings? Like he was that quiet. He just let his parents do everything for him. He said one thing. Yeah. It's Bulls colors. That's right. Yeah. When they showed him the shoe, that, that was the only dialogue he had. Bulls colors. Um, so that was my big gripe about it was the weird way that they like portrayed Jordan, like wouldn't show him. Like, I don't know. Like it kind of made it seem like, like, like it was like a spoof. I still think it was just because the focus wasn't him. It was everyone around him. That's where the story was. They didn't want the story to be a Michael Jordan movie. I mean, the whole thing was about signing Michael Jordan. I get it, but it was about getting to <laughs> sign because you know at the end of the movie where he's she's like, yes, now it's time you can talk to Michael, and that's when he said hello to him. Right. I just think everything up to that point was just showing that it wasn't it wasn't the, the time. But the weird thing for me was that he was in the room. They couldn't find an actor that kind of looks like him. They just wouldn't even show his face. Like that was weird to me. Yeah. He's he's in the meeting. He's there. He's in the room. And they're just like, no, we're not going to show him. We're going to well, make he sure this he, he didn't want to be there. Turned. He didn't want to be there. That's the thing. I right. Think. But still, I don't know. I just found that strange. That they wouldn't show him. Um, some other gripes I had. Well, we'll start off with some good things. Great soundtrack. Top notch oh, music. Yeah. If you watch that movie, you're going to enjoy the, the soundtrack. If you if you're a fan of good music, uh, mid 80s, they kept it. They kept it very down to the the year. And I love the, that they the snuck the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Bulls intro the, the Bulls music, music yeah. yeah, which was a little premature because I don't think they were using that before they yeah. even had Jordan well, on the they, court. They had to. Um, I love the look I get of it. it. I, I, I even love the way the film. Was. Everything looked retro, yeah. like the way the office looked, yep. and the clothes. Yep. Everything was clothes, very on point. Cars, uh, ben yeah. Affleck did a great job as Phil Knight because that's Phil Knight really did look weird like that. Like yep. he did not look like a, a, a CEO. Um, Everything was good. I honestly, I really did enjoy the movie. Dragged a little bit, I think. It was a little too long. Didn't need to be as long. They could have cut some shit. Um, and then my other gripe that I had, everything went fucking perfectly. They just, spoiler alert, again, guys, it's a true story. It, it, it's real. It's facts. You guys should already know about this shit by now. I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything. That's like telling you the <clears> ending <throat> of the Titanic. You kind of know what happened. Um, but in this one, just in one weekend, they're like, design a shoe, and it happens to be the best shoe ever made, the most highest-selling shoe of all time, and it's perfect and beautiful. Uh, the guys sit there for 10 seconds and go, hmm, we need to give this a name. Air Jordan, great idea. Here we are. Like, everything was just immediately perfect and fucking great. Uh, the call with with MJ's mom, and she goes, you know, I know you want to sign my son, but my son's going to be great. He's going to win multiple championships. He's going to win NBA All-Defensive Player of the Year. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. And it's all shit that he really did. And it's like, okay, I don't need her pretending to be fucking, uh, uh, who was the lady that you would hear at the commercials? Cleo. Call me now for your, miss, your free terror reading, Miss Cleo. I don't need her to be fucking predicting the future with her crystal ball. That part was a little weird. She didn't um, say six championships, so I'll give she her She said that. multiple. She did say multiple. So she, they did. She did call the scoring champion and defensive player of yeah, the year. Yeah, they, they didn't let her be completely spot on, but it was pretty damn close. Um, I think it was, I think that what if she was like one day, Scotty Pippen's, uh, wait, who's fucking who wait, Michael Jordan's son's fucking Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, ex-wife right? Wife, yes. What if she said that? What if she's like one day, his boy's going to fuck Scotty Pippen's wife. You got and those guys are like, who's Scotty Pippen? We don't even know who this guy is yet. That's, that's the <laughs> best continuation of the triangle offense I've ever seen in my entire life. Of those two just fucking each other. I love <laughs> it. I am so happy that that happened. That's like amazing. I mean, Jordan and Pippen keeping it going, whether it's not them, but it's their family. Eskimo brothers. For sure. Um, but yeah, overall, again, the movie was good. I had some complaints with it, and that was just a few of them. I thought the weird, it was weird them not showing Michael Jordan. I thought that was very strange. Yeah. Um, and then 
I, I will say I thought it was it was so crazy to think that 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 deal that his mom basically brokered for him, the percentage of every shoe sale. That's yeah. why Michael Jordan's the richest athlete in the world. No question about it. Everything that's ever sold with Jordan, which is a one of the biggest brands in sports. And that set a precedent for every athlete after which that. changed the world. That was the coolest thing, too, is at the very end. I won't tell you guys any of it. I mean, quote unquote, spoilers, even though it's all the ship. Look at the iceberg. Um, you could see they they tell you how influential that was yeah. that now athletes do get that the guy matt damon's character forgot his name in, in the movie um, uh sam verico Ver yeah, yeah verico or whatever yeah um he went on to actually help get college players the nil, the, the NIL, NIL deal, deal. Yeah. he helped them be able to market their trademark their own name and use their own name and likeness to get paid so they this was truly groundbreaking it was a very cool fun movie historic learned a lot um but again i had my complaints what did you guys think um, I loved it. Great. I mean, I watched it with my wife. She liked it. Um, soundtrack. That's the first thing I noticed right from the get go. Music was playing music right from the get go. Um, but I thought Matt Damon. He had. Did he put weight on? He had to put weight on, right? I feel like that was a fat suit. Okay, because he's like, not the, that fat. They, I feel like they had like, him when, when he sat yeah. like this. He looked like me. Like and like, like at the, the end, they had him. From? They had him jog for like he yeah, ran like ten like, steps. Fuck and no. he's like, fuck this. <laughs> um, but overall, the story was great. That thought, was a good scene. I thought the acting was amazing, honestly. But it was kind of. Read read the story when you're when you get home tonight. Just like the what was what was similar, what was not similar, what was fabricated. Um, but no, it was really cool to kind of see like the whole like was just, was Chris Tucker or sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Was Chris Tucker doing a voice or is that just what he sounds like today? No, that's a voice. That was a voice. That okay, was a voice. I was gonna say, dude, that is not smoky. I was listening to that. I looked at Tara and I'm like, that is not what Chris Tucker sounds if, like. If I'm you like, look, that's if fucking you look weird. at the if you look at the picture, the real um uh Reverend, whatever his yeah. character he played. Like he has that kind of like mushed up mouth or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so he was so doing that. He was I, I doing, never heard yeah. that guy talk, so yeah, I didn't know if he, he was, was doing that. I should have probably looked that up. He, I asked he was question, he was but. doing that, but no, it it, it wasn't. It was same, but everyone was spot on with their acting. It's a great story. I do see your gripes. I think the one gripe you didn't mention yet is as soon as I read it, I knew you were going to get pissed off about it when it said Michael Michael Jordan went on to be the best basketball player of all time. Oh, yeah. I immediately looked at that. I looked at Tara and I'm like, the <laughs> fuck he is. That's as soon as I said that. They could have left it open and then said one of the best basketball players yeah. of all time. But no, that that's other than that. No, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Which that was my complaint too. Is like, okay, you're not going to show Jordan's face for whatever reason. So it is what it is. Then why why kiss his ass right at the end where you're like the greatest basketball player of all time? It like, was funny when Jess. Like, that's a weird thing to put at the end of the movie because Jess doesn't know like the Jordan history of stuff, and so okay. she's like when she saw like the the flashbacks of when Jordan's dad was shot. She's like, well, why? How did? Why did he get shot? I'm like, because of Michael. Because he's a gambler. Yeah, he got him whacked. Because of Michael Jordan, he owed, he had the mobs of debts. What if? What if his mom said that too on the phone? She's like, his dad's <laughs> gonna get shot because Michael can't stop gambling. <laughs> My son's gonna have many mistresses. Matt Damon would probably like put the phone down. Like, what the fuck is this lady talking about? And then sure, sure shit, it happened. He got whacked. <laughs> um, but no, good, good, uh, good movie. Tim, what do you think? Uh, so I thought it was, I thought it was pretty dope. Um, I will say. In retrospect, it probably had to be perfect for it to be right for for you know them to land that deal, like all the stuff he had to work through through the agent. Like I love their relationship. That them talking on the phone oh, to each other was so fucking talking funny. Was hilarious. When he's like, "One day I'm gonna sell this company and I'm gonna be sitting it. I'm gonna go to dinner by myself and I don't yes. give a fuck because I'm gonna be rich and happy." That's and that all shit I was great. And like, they showed at the end, and he's like, "He sold his company for 100 million dollars and he ate dinner by himself that same yeah. night." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Um. I thought the pacing of the movie was actually okay um, because, like you said, it was more so like everything around. It was Nike. This was a Nike movie. This yeah. wasn't a Jordan movie. 
it was a Nike movie. And that was um, my favorite part about it too, was personally, I love like learning shit. So to know that Nike had no money for the basketball division back then, I didn't know it was that bad. It was, all, it was all running division. Basically, I didn't, he was I like, didn't know Adidas was, the, it was on top. I didn't either. So Converse, that was really cool Converse to learn about too, that. Yeah. Converse, yeah. I did know because of the, the Magic Johnson show. Yeah. I learned all about Converse there, but um, I didn't know Nike bought Converse in like 2003 or whatever it said. That I had I no know. idea. It's like a, it's like a Vince that McMahon I thing. I had no idea. WCW. But then to see that, yeah, Nike was getting ready to shut down their basketball division and to know how big they are today, like that doesn't seem fathomable. Like yeah, crazy. that seems fake. Like there's no way they were that bad. But then you see that like Nike was a struggling company that it fucking thanks. So Michael Jordan saved the whole company, basically. Yeah. So That's the, crazy to see. So the origin of the story, this is part of the article I read, was that after the last dance came out during COVID, Matt yeah. Damon, they they watched the whatever last dance. And he said, there's this, there's, there's so much more to that story that hasn't been told. So oh, they, I'm sure they went to Jordan and said, would you be okay us telling the story of how you, you signed a deal? Because sorry, they kept out. They didn't talk about how big the basketball like war was the basketball shoe war was. Yeah. Back then. I didn't know it was that bad. And Jordan, Jordan's the one that gave him the, gave them the permission, obviously, and then told them what story and how they should go about telling it. Like you need to, Make sure my mom, the, the story, the mom is the big role in this one. Yeah. And Michael Jordan's the one that says you need to get Viola Davis. And they said, okay, absolutely. She's the one that said, I want her as acting as my mom. And she did a really good job. Yeah, I mean, so I, I have no issues with any of the actors. Everybody was fantastic. Yeah. Everyone was top notch. I um, thought it was it was cast perfectly. Yeah, it really was. Absolutely. There was not one person where you're like, eh. Yeah. Everyone did a great job. Again, I just, my, my gripes are minor. I just find little things to nitpick at. That's what I do. That's who I am. Yeah, we accept you. Thank we, you. I appreciate we, that. We accept you. Now, we are getting towards the end of the show, and we do like to end on time now because there is another show that comes on after us. So uh, with that being said, air was just something I wanted to talk about. I felt it's sports-related. We had I, I told the guys, I was like, you know what? I don't want this to necessarily be my tip, so I want to just chat about the movie with you guys. So that was a fun little segment to not talk about actual sports and talk about a, mo a movie. Um, about sports. Yeah, I mean, it it all circles back, Tim, in my life. But uh, but yeah, without with that being said, we're going to get to just the tip, and we're going to start off with my man Tim Buck Two over there, the man in the middle. Actually, he'll have the whole screen here. That's why we love him. Take it away, Tim. Can you guess what kind of tip it is? I have a feeling it's going to be Tim's first ever um, boxing match. Here it comes. He's going to tell everybody about it now. Tim the fighter. Um, Tim the Tussler, he is he is going to tell you guys about the big fight he has this weekend. I'm just kidding. Take it away. I'm guessing stand-up comedy? Uh, yes, um, but not – it's stand-up comedy okay. because that's what I do. But it's actually for the kids, man. It's a rite of passage youth nation program. It's a benefit comedy show and dinner. Um, it's it's, a, it's the, ran by the ROP Nation who um, are here for you know our youth. They have camps for our youth. Um, and they want to, you know, basically get our youth, you know, another path, another, you know, some way to get away from, you know, what's going on nowadays, um, giving them an out, uh, outlet, uh, all that type of stuff. And it is going to be some of our great comedians that's in, you know, that we have in our uh, Cleveland area. Um, I should say Northeastern Ohio, because um, Tank with a C is from Akron. He is the host. He's amazing. Uh, it won't be Melissa Logs, and it's going to be GW Nail. She's amazing. She, I think she's also from like Akron, Canton. Tyrone Gaines, Patrick Madison, Martin Malloy, uh, Jane Miller, Willie Santiago, and Keith Silly. And I may even do have a, a performance myself. Um, it's going to be this Saturday. Uh, it's from six to nine. Uh, it's going to comes with a dinner. It comes with uh, they. We will be um, serving drinks as well. Um, it's a it's a it's a nice benefit, especially for kids. 
Um, obviously, we, we we're gonna you know we're doing a comedy show, so it's not necessarily comedy yes, for kids. It's not a PG show. <laughs> it's a PG, PG benefit. 13. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna you walk know. out there in a Barney outfit and start singing "I love you" and "You love me." You know, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would. And don't no. put it past him. No, that's yeah. honestly that's a great cause. That's awesome. That's How much awesome. are tickets? Uh, so they the donations were asked for forty dollar donations. Okay, but you can uh, I mean you know really give what you what you can. Um, and I actually have right now. We have two tickets that are up for uh, a winner. Uh, you had to tell me what we were talking about on the show yesterday. Um, obviously, you guys couldn't come. On, I know. You, I remember I asked you guys. You said you yeah. guys couldn't do it. No. Um, but uh, you know, we got two tickets for a date night, or it could just be you want to bring your mom. Um, you know, we got two tickets for you know for a giveaway. And like I said, it is this Saturday from six to nine. It's right by Cleveland Clinic at seventy five hundred. Cedar Road. Um, it's uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great show. Yeah, that's a fantastic cause. Definitely check that out. Um, if even if you can't make it, if there's a if there's a link or anything, Tim, you could post for, just for a donation. Just anybody, if you can give whatever. If you can't make the show, still give. That's a great cause. Yes. So definitely do that. Uh, I know normally I joke and I say fuck them kids, but in this instance, give <laughs> to those was, kids. I was I was waiting for that to come. Take care of that. I did when when Tim first started talking about it. I, I had to bite my tongue pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> I uh, no, that's that's a really good cause. So definitely. Do do whatever you can to help contribute towards that. That's my that's amazing. So check that out. And now Kyle is up. Um, so my tip's really not a tip. I guess it's more of a if you ever really want to experience something outside, I guess the normal sporting event is I recommend trying to go to a PGA event. Um and good. not just any PGA event. I had the I had the honor to go with um a couple friends to see a a major, and the major is one of the four bigger events. Uh, that the PGA puts on. They have the Masters, you have the US Open, you have the PGA Championship, and then you also have the um, the British Open, which is over in... One day you might England. see me at one of those, but... Potentially. Playing, not um, watching. But uh, so this <laughs> this past weekend up in, <laughs> up in Rochester, and it rotates different, you know, it, it doesn't stay in the same every year. It changes to a different course. Next year is that Valhalla that's down in, in uh, Lexington. Uh, not Lexington, sorry, um, Louisville, Kentucky. Um, so it changes, but this one was up in Rochester at the Oak Hill Country Club, probably one of the hilliest courses I've ever been to. I mean, and, it's and in the name, it's 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 insane. Like the up and down, <laughs> like you could be standing where I'm at now, and the and the green, fifty feet up in the air to where the green. Really, at. it's insane. Like it's how it's. And how, I wouldn't do well because I don't have no, lift on my on my hits. It's, it's so it's so intimidating. And I mean, I golf a lot, but to see these courses and in, in, in the pristine shape they were in. So we went up, we went up Friday, and then Saturday. I don't know if you knew or not, but Saturday was just a torrential downpour. Mm. Uh, it started raining at seven thirty in the morning, and it did not stop stop raining until five o'clock at night. I didn't actually know you were at a PGA event to yeah. watch until Sunday. Really. I just thought you guys were there for like a golf tournament for like your <laughs> league or something. So I just didn't think anything of it. No, I mean we were we were. And then up I all there. of a sudden saw you like you guys were taking pictures of guys walking on the course and a lot of people around. I'm like, wait, he's watching a golf thing. I had no idea. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. I mean, Saturday was, it sucked. We got these wristbands though. We got all, all you can eat, all you can drink. So you can okay. walk into a concession stand. They had burgers. They had bratwurst, hot dogs, chicken sandwich. You could eat as much as you fucking wanted. I'm sure Dave was on his best behavior. Uh, he actually kind of was really to be honest, he was. Yeah. You uh, put that guy around alcoholic beers were $17. Okay. Um, the bourbons were like $22. So but you got them all inclusive. Yeah. So that was you had the, the alcohol you had to pay for, but the food, drink, oh, water okay. stuff. He was all free. I gotcha. So I walked in and grabbed like two burgers, a chicken sandwich, whatever I wanted to, and just go back and eat it. Yeah. And keep on eating. There's all these stations around. 
but it just watching these these guys it was a qu- very quiet too like yeah. you're used to loud sporting events so you're sitting we we on sunday very perfect weather we posted up on one of the hardest holes ever is hole six and we're in the perfect location to see the green here and we saw like them driving into the green basically okay so we just sat there all day and just watched these players hit and hit and um it was just it was one of those things where you're just in awe of like some of the hits they were making shots they were making how soft they were landing the ball but it was amazing it was so crowded like over five hundred thousand people throughout the weekend um, but it was fun. So if you ever get a chance to check out a different type of sporting event, I recommend uh, PGA event, especially a major. It's it's just a once in a lifetime thing to check in. Maybe one day. I'm not holding my breath, but maybe one day. <laughs> all right, I'm really... going because you said all all you eat. Food. Yeah, you had Tim right there. He's like, he's like, that sounds like a Ponderosa. Sign me up. I will be there. Uh, my tip, really quickly here, we're gonna wrap the show up. Mine is a movie I watched last night. Just went on demand or whatever streaming. You can check it out at home. John Wick Four. The potential final chapter, will it be? We'll never know. Um, just three hours of fucking nonstop action. It's so fun. I love the John Wick movies. This one was excellent. The fight scenes were great. Um, honestly, the story, there wasn't even much of a story to it. It was just three hours of ass kicking. It was, was so this your much first fun. time watching it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. Oh. <laughs> so I waited, and then yesterday it came out. So I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. Um, it was great. Then get did you, and I'm not going to give anything away, but the part when they're in the roundabout, did you laugh a couple times? Oh, yeah. Because some of the ways that people are fucking getting killed. Dude, we were watching like <laughs> most of the funny, like, dude, the way they kill people in that movie, some of it's so outrageous. It's that funny. Like, you can't you help but to, laugh. Yes. Uh, but this, yeah, John Wick 4, if you like any of the John Wick yeah. movies, this one is probably the most action packed. Um, I don't think it's it's still not as good as the first. The first will always be my favorite. I that think one this just, one's better, the, the best in the series. I just think storyline wise, the oh, first one was this, so good. That was legit yeah. revenge. This one was just, okay. Every person in the world is out to get John Wick for this bounty, and he has to fucking fight them all. And it was really cool. It was really well done. Again, three hours long, well worth it, though. Yeah. It didn't seem like it. The fight scenes were great. The one fight scene where the, the camera's overhead, and you're just going room to room yeah. while he's killing yes, people and doing yes, shit. That was really yes. cool. Definitely check it out. Really fun movie. The, the stair scene at the end. There's the, so many fucking I la- stairs, I dude. laughed at that one, too. Oh, my God. When he went down those, spoiler alert, I was like, <laughs> I was, holy I, shit. I was like, oh, I felt so bad. I'm like, no. Just That's a lot of steps, dude. I would be like, I need an elevator if I'm getting back up here. So, I mean, not to give anything away, but is there a five, you think? We'll see. It did very well money-wise, and that's usually what, what makes yeah. them make a new movie. Yeah. So, we'll we'll see. So I we won't spoil anything, but definitely check out John Wick 4. Absolutely. It was fucking awesome. Check it out. Um, with that being said, on behalf of everybody here at Talking About Balls, we'll talk to you in two weeks. And we're drunks. We're fighters. We're liars. But there's a bit of good in every Irishman. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye, everybody. <laughs>